I'm Kenneth drinking drink. alcohol and he drunk. That's right. And I'm a porn star. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Republican. And he a, Rep- he a Republican porn star who drinks and all I'm day. And I'm getting a sex change. And he getting a sex Since change. Since we talking about all this, you might as well just put it all out there. Ooh, you got a contraband mind. A, a con- contraband mind? <sighs> a reprobate mind. A contraband mind. We already went over this. <laughs> God is not giving nobody a contraband, contraband mind. Contraband mind. No, that's definitely not right. Oh, <laughs> Lord. That is definitely not right. <clears throat> I am Marcellus. I am the TV guy. And my name is Ken, and I am the movie guy. And together we're a hot mess. Oh my god. There's a target on my back. I'm always under attack. He can improve on his posture, because the way he's standing right now, he's going to look like a snail at 62. Kenneth makes a good uh, jailhouse top ramen. Um, Kenneth... Okay. Um, All right. We're ready. Marcellus, before, listen, before you start, do you know what podcast this is? I do know what podcast like, we're not is. knitting. Because you like to come in like you on a whole nother show. You know what I found out about you? You are very, very skillful at hating. <laughs> First of all, thank you're, you for the adjective. You're very, very. <laughs> I like how you gave me a compliment. <laughs> I'm very skillful at hating. You're very, very <laughs> skillful. He's sick. <laughs> you know what I found out about you? Like he had been doing research. <laughs> He had hired a private I went on your IMBD. <laughs> he said. IMDB. IMBD. Okay. It's the Jack. It's the Jack. Daddy. That's what happened. Because you're drinking. Now, I am not your son drinking. son is drinking alcohol before the show. I am not drinking. He is a known alcoholic. I am sipping. Since we're using adjectives, he's a raging alcoholic. I am not. I just, I like to have a sip of uh, libations. A nip. I like to have a nip of libations before I do the episode because, you know, it's school. A nip tuck. A nip tuck of libations. Mm. <gasps> they should make a dream called a nip tuck. A oh dream. God, that's why don't you like make it up? Really I'm sure you would be the perfect Ooh, person for it. You put in it. You know why? It's gonna be called the nip tuck because they are gonna get knocked out like they do before they get surgery if they drink it. <laughs> yeah, that seems um, that seems dangerous. That's my Everybody, drink. welcome to my face. <laughs> that seems dangerous. My name is Ken. I am your movie guy, and I am Marcellus. I am the TV guy. Here we go. And together we're a hot mess. <laughs> no, that's not how we start. And today we have a special guest on the mic because it's our fifteenth episode. Who do we have? Producer Brandon. You know what I was thinking about? I was like, we always hear producer Brandon in the back. We hear producer Brandon on the mic for our rapid fire questions. But you know what? I know that America wants to know, what about producer Brandon? What kind of stuff did he like? What's his fave? All that good stuff. That's so guess right. what? We're going to find out all about producer Brandon today. He is our special guest. We are so excited to have him. Uh, Marcellus, why don't we tell everybody what our theme is today? What's our episode about? Well, it's even more special because producer Brandon happens to be... There's a method to all of our madness. By He's the one way. of the reasons. This producer topic. Brandon happens to be our local comic book encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a rapper though. <laughs> so sorry, trivia. Sorry, my bad. I, you know, because my eyes just scrunched <laughs> up, and he said he happens to be our comic book en- encyclopedia, and he said I'm not a rapper though. I'm and sorry, I got confused because <laughs> I said we just a, made 
a left turn daddy when we were supposed to be going straight. It's a super hot fire reference where they be like, oh, he's the hottest. And he always like, I'm not a rapper. My bad. I did. Ah, intro. Got it. But the deal is, our theme today is comic book. Yes. Yes. So today we're going to be talking about our favorite comic book movies, favorite comic book television show. And our guest, we really try to have a guest on who really is feeling our genre. Yeah. So uh, producer Brandon was absolutely uh, top choice for this because he loves comic comic books and he knows a lot and so we're talking about a true comic book fan back from the 80s and 90s and so Mm -hmm. comic book movies are new you know they've been around for about 10 years so that wasn't really the thing so is that true though Uh Uh that's not exactly Uh oh Oh, god i'm that guy tell us about it (gasps) oh god i just became the uh i just became the comic book guy from the simpsons i'm regretting this decision already Cause it's gonna be one of the people that I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be over instigating every time you say something. Oh, I'm gonna just look at Brandon oh. real slow. Like, is that true, Brandon? It's like that condescending correctness. Right. Like, well, uh, well, actually, actually is you're that quite true? wrong. Oh, here we go. It's gonna be a long episode. Jeez, I should have had a drink. I promise. Okay, you guys, for real. You want and a sip of mine? No, because I don't like to drink behind people. Oh, okay. <laughs> what What are you drinking? That looks like medicine. No, it's uh, Jack and pineapple. Jack and pineapple juice. Yeah, just a little, a little, a little, a Producer little. Brandy, what are you drinking? It's a splash of pineapple just juice. Just two fingers of Jack. Right there. So this is right down the glass, right on the goblet. I just really wanted some pineapple juice. I am not a raging alcoholic. I am not a raging alcoholic. Me either. God sent me into y'all life to be an example. Okay. And I'm uh, and I know my mission. I'm excited about it. You excited about your mission? <laughs> yes, God. Well, I do want to ask though, how. Let's see. We're going to start with producer producer Brandon. Producer Brandon, how was your Marcellus week? Marcellus can't talk today. <laughs> this is um, going to be a long show. Uh, never mind. My week no, was... No, say it. Say your truth. Nothing. nothing. I, I'm exhausted because this is what, the week after Thanksgiving now? Yes. Oh, you yes, asked a question. It, yes. Yes. yes I is. thought it was rhetorical. I was just looking at you like he gonna keep going. <laughs> Listen, I was doing something, getting something out my eye, so I couldn't see. Yeah, and then I just noticed it was quiet, and I opened my other eye, and I said, "Well, what in the world?" I just closed my eye to rub it because the eyelash. It is the week after Thanksgiving. Oh, I, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I love my family. I really do, and they are all super great people. But I'm an introvert by nature. Yeah, and I am just exhausted by so many people in the house. I understand. So, um, but other than that, it was still oh my god, it was so much fun. Uh, mimosas and and Thanksgiving and Jack Daniels and that came later. Oh well, yeah, there was food. There was food involved. Jack we are Daniels not really champagne. I told you I was raging. Side note: he Kenneth completely you, missed food. Are you about to turn into a Walking Dead right now? Because you've been rubbing your eyes real hard. No, my really eyes have. was itching. Don't worry about me. Y'all it don't look like your drinking. eyes was itching. It looked like you was about to pull your eye out of your socket. Listen, it, I also feel I'm like tell you the something alcohol. Why is, the, the two people who have mm. alcohol are not rubbing our eyes, so perhaps yeah, you might be the no, one. No, no. The, the thing is, is that I'm just rubbing my eyes like a regular person, and y'all didn't blew it out of proportion because y'all drunk. Regular people don't rub their eyes like that though that's interesting you look you was about know. to rub it again i am you, you wouldn't know you you're not a regular to... person you're an alcoholic okay you don't know see, what we do you gonna quit throwing around the a word around me see how they got mad america <laughs> hear what i say uh, alcoholics is very defensive <laughs> if for whatever reason i am not defensive <laughs> see what i'm saying sorry Y'all, but i gotta define defensive listen but it's God the called, little brother and me <laughs> he called me to help this these people how was your week my week and your thanksgiving of course everything is great everything is wonderful i'm full 
and um, we still have leftovers in the kitchen. Yeah. In the fridge. We still got ham. Yeah. So if anybody want a ham sandwich, cut up some ham, put in some scrambled eggs, make you a little scramble in the morning, just come on by. So you inviting the my favorite listeners to come get some eggs? I've already invited them for a game night. I'm I would like to connect with my fans. I Is would just like wrong to with say that? that as the introvert, I'm not sure if I introvert and roommate. I, I'm not entirely sure I agree with this this plan. Listen, we're just gonna give you some alcohol. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna give you some Jack Daniels. We're gonna get some corner. random person to come banging on the door. I came for the, the game night. I'm be like, come hey, on in. Gonna be like, come on in. Come on in. We'll game night. I'm like, I got so many games to choose from. <laughs> we're not gonna do is play rob us but come on in <laughs> i'm excited i've had a great week what about you marcellus how was your week my week was great i was able to enjoy thanksgiving mm-hmm. with my family i call them my la family mm-hmm. i also call them my lit family because we always it. have a lot of fun and <laughs> it's like my family in general this side of the family is a little a lot of conservative but this side of the family that i'm talking about uh-huh. is not oh we just straight up you just, hanging out with the liberals yes we have such a good time and we always make a bunch of food and my cousin rosie can you hear me rosie i'm talking about rosetta oh she said i think rosetta. i said this on the last episode but she said it again she said she said marcellus are you going to your mama's house or are you coming to my house? And I said, I think I'm coming to your house, Rosie. And she said, good. I need you to make a whole lot of yams. I need a big pan. I don't want to hear nothing. She was like, I'm giving you the stuff. You're going to go get all the I'm yams. I say, I'll make them as long as you pay Look, for all the ingredients. That's what she said. She said, I'm getting all the stuff. She want me to make a whole bunch because they really be going crazy over them yams. And you know, I love anytime somebody loves my food. And they right. love, I, my family just loves yams, though. We're a yam family. Okay. And then I also make carrot. I made caramel cake. Mm-hmm. And she loves when I make the caramel cake too. Oh, okay. So you you uh, you had a good feast then, huh? Yes. Oh, the food is always good. Let me tell you what happened one time. Side note: that side of the family loves to eat. The first Thanksgiving I went with them because I had moved down here to LA and I wasn't home. Mm-hmm. Um, that first Thanksgiving, we ate so much food it didn't make no sense. They was cooking for Thanksgiving, but they also was cooking for a whole bunch of other times. When I got there the night before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. we had dinner that wasn't Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, wow. When we woke up, she made uh, shrimp and... Oh, no. My cousin's boyfriend made shrimp and grits because mm-hmm. he can cook, too. He's a chef. Mm-hmm. He made shrimp and grits and some other stuff. We mm-hmm. ate that. Had the Thanksgiving. The next day after, mm-hmm. my cousin made a shrimp uh, seafood boil and then go make shrimp and grits, too, later on that day. I was like, I can't eat no more. <laughs> can, I, can I come? I'm, a bring, I'm bringing nice. all the food. <laughs> nice. They wasn't playing. I just get mad because there's so many leftovers. Like, I couldn't even move on to shrimp boil and all those kind of stuff. Oh, no. I don't think we ever have any leftovers because everybody... It's so many people, though. Like, everybody... Oh, well, eating. then that's a different story. Yeah. Then. That's a different story. People come, 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 yeah. Well, we got our special guest today, everybody. And if you listened before when we had our special guest, shout out to Edward. Woo! Um, what we like to do is in places of our lights camera action we want to do our guest questionnaire so we have some amazing questions that we're going to ask our guests. what is this though should i have studied i feel like i should have no studied. you don't have to study okay you okay. got to study yourself this is the questions oh, from God. the famous philosopher these are the questions they would ask if you were on inside actors studio oh with, yes uh, james lipton nice so and um, it's also our lights camera action. Yes. So we're gonna ask uh, you these questions. Uh, are you ready, sir? Hey, I just got one request. Can you uh, put in the sound of a camera? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> By the way, I you listened know what, to the Brandon? last episode. <laughs> 
Don't don't tell me you're gonna do it for him because he asked you, you know the one time. For you, I think I'll put it in there. Kenneth, you never asked me. I let me tell you something right now. America, you're listening. Not only is he a raging alcoholic, he's a liar. <laughs> you will quit calling me an alcoholic. You, well, this is what alcohol causes you to do. Alcohol causes. Okay. I know what it is. You're spacing out. You don't I'm remember not stuff. Out. I'm about to tell America about because your meth addiction. I ask every time we have a show. I say, Marcel, this would be a good time for you to put in the clicking. See, you didn't got a little bougie because you edit <laughs> and do sound engineering. I know all I am is a talent. You know what I'm saying? I'm just barely pulling my weight. If that. You know, well, hey, I asked for a trailer, <laughs> but y'all didn't do that. And I asked for some sparkling apple cider. I don't think y'all are meeting my demands, but that's okay. I got a 20-episode contract. I'm almost we'll done with this. We'll bull. see if the clicks make it in. It don't matter. I got five more episodes and I'm out. <laughs> Ugh, I'm sad. I don't know if y'all know. I'm Screen Actors Guild. I don't have to deal with this. <laughs> and you also sad. <laughs> no. <laughs> You know what? You know what? <laughs> I just want you all to everybody take this moment to bow your head and put your hand towards the radio. Wherever you're listening, if you're listening through your phone, keep up your hands gonna, on the steering wheel. You're gonna believe that God's gonna do something. And in actually, the lives keep your eyes on the road too. Right? Okay. Wherever you are, can somebody sue? I'm suing because I got an accident because Kenneth told me on the podcast about my head and stretched my sue. hands. They to can the sue. Radio. All they gonna get is a house plant. They sure can. I got a house plant sitting right on the porch. Tracy, keep your hands on the wheel. <laughs> Tracy, no, he full of the Holy Ghost. He know how to drive with his eyes closed. Oh no, God got the wheel. Anyway, come on. Shine the so wait, you asking five and I'm asking five? No, that's what we did last time. Oh, then why did you, you listen to that episode? Why are you asking? Because is that what we're gonna do? Because you didn't remember that. I did some, remember that. You got something hanging off. I know what we're how to do this. Okay, let's go. Come on. Ooh. <sighs> My name is Kenneth Brown. <laughs> I swear I hate I him. I want to ask you five questions, and then Marcellus is going to ask you five questions. Am I? Well, I don't, it depends if you're still going to be with us. <laughs> what you trying to say? Well, you know, as you start drinking, you kind of <laughs> you kind of come in and out of consciousness. So if okay. you're still if, if you're still with us, we'll see. Um, our first question for our guest is. You just hear me fall out and hit the floor. Hit the floor. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite word? Balderdash. Mm. Why is that your favorite word? It sounds good. Okay. What is your least favorite word? Um, work. Like mm. time to go to work. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Tell what me. turns on your creativity? Music, for sure. Mm. Do Any I type? get to elaborate or just not like? Well, off I'm the cuff? asking. I'll ask. You. Yeah, you can elaborate. You're okay. supposed to ask them so you can elaborate, but it's all right. I I wasn't sure because you know what I'm used to doing the quick fire one, where it's just like boom, first thing come to your mind. Yeah. But um, no, for sure, music is my uh, my creative muse. I can definitely be at a place and hear a certain song. I shouldn't say at a place, but I can hear a certain song, and it makes me want to write or do a certain thing. And then I can hear another certain song. Let's just say it's you know slow and melancholy, and I'm like, uh-huh. yes, okay, this is a good time to write. Or it's like on the on the roof and the guy's crying or something like that mm. and then there's another song where it's like "Ooh, this is adult grown folk music okay mm. so you know what's about to happen right there <laughs> yeah music nice okay um what turns off your creativity um i'm gonna say stress or just uh life i don't want to say life because that's not entirely say, true like i can i can definitely check out Mm-hmm. If um you know if the week or the day has been kind of crazy, okay. But I think like that consistent thing of and we were talking about it off camera or off mic rather, 
the consistent stress of trying to figure out, you know, all right, A and B and, you know, robbing mm-hmm. Peter to pay Paul and all that sort of thing, that can rob a person of their creativity. So yeah. mm-hmm. to not have to think about that and just mm-hmm. be like, hey, all the bills are paid and I got some money left over. Oh, yeah. Now I can be creative. Okay. You're right. You're right. What's your fave cuss word? Ooh. Mm-hmm. As an alcoholic, he has plenty to choose from. I well, I'm thinking about. Ooh, I can't wait. I'm thinking about you know the, the. I want to try and get creative. I mean, I don't want to be creative. Oh. I just want to use you know the the OG words, and I think I think fuck, I think fuck, fucking fuck you, stupid gut mother. Yeah, fuck. Okay, absolutely fuck. That's deep. Marcellus will ask the remaining questions. <clears throat> Hello, Brendan. Hello, Marcellus. What sound? Or noise do you love? So we have hardwood floors, and I don't know if it'll translate to anyone who has a carpet, but I love to hear the sound of, like, the dogs running from the back of the house to the front. Just Oh, it's like that crescendo? You're just like, you <laughs> know. Crescendo or whatever. Just, oh, the and clicking like, of their, yeah, the clicking their, of their nails feet and, and toes just, and feet, all that stuff. It's something about a happy dog. Like, you know, yeah, cats happy. and to the cat lovers, no disrespect, but I just love the fact that the dog is so insanely <laughs> excited. cats ain't never happy. Right. They care less <laughs> if he just came in the house or left Ooh, or not. A cat but is like dogs, a spirit. Love it as oh, yeah. soon as you are like back in their line of sight. It's like, they oh my god, what to do. <laughs> that's really what I they love do. That. I love that's, that. Okay, besides Bailey, she just barked. Bailey's yeah, right. A, every emotion. Bailey's a bitch. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, the Don't talk about my bad. My dog. You know what? It's true. It's I blame the father. I blame the parenting skills for sure. What sound or noise do you hate? So. There's nails on the chalkboard, uh-huh. which is just like, uh, oh god! I'm just gonna stick with that. Nails on the chalkboard. Yeah, that's nails on the chalkboard. But I also don't like when people smack. So before I ask this question, I'm gonna ask a sub question. Okay. What is your profession? I am a I am a desktop engineer. At least that's what it says on the business card. What do you do? I'm the company's IT guy. Nice. Your printer's not working. You call me. Your internet's slow. You'll call me. I can't fix it, but you'll call me anyway. Computer just crashed. I'm your man. Oh god, I shouldn't have said that out loud. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Thank you. So I know I started my job today and I met the IT section and they was all hella cool. They was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, I like the IT people. Um You just count yourself lucky because there are some who are me. awesome and then there's some who are every epitome of the nerd slash weird. Yeah. So here is the question, the okay. reason I asked that. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, I didn't sign a release for. So I don't know if it's because the the clients that I work for the okay. So my company VIG is contracted by car dealerships to do their tech support. So I don't know if it's the fact that I'm around these shop techs all the time, but I kind of feel like I could be a technician, like a, a shop tech guy who works on cars and fixes that sort of thing. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. That's like if I had to have like a job that makes and pays money as opposed to being creative. That's dope. I couldn't do that. What profession would you not like to do? Sales. Oh. Sales. Um, I used to be a bank teller for Bank of America. Mm-hmm. And even though bank. I just wanted to be the teller, you know, like, hey, I need to take $200 out of my account. Yeah, I got you. No problem. Wait, you don't have $200. Right. Anyway. That part. 
even in our training, they're like, okay, so this month we are pushing savings accounts. We need everyone to try and I know you guys aren't really the sales. I know that's not you, but I need you to push a savings account and then just hand them off to the personal advisor. It's like, no, that's not what that's I took this job to job. do. I just want to take people's money and give it back to them if I can. That's dope. Side note, I went to the bank one time and this old lady was looking at my thing and she said, you need to make sure you stay on top of your credit card payment. <laughs> oh, God. And I wanted to be mad, but I, she was really old and she just cared about me. But I was oh, upset. Oh, God. I was like, she's supposed to not look at that or not say she nothing. She said you need to stay. <laughs> and she tried to whisper to me, too, but she had to have be a little audible because we behind glass. She couldn't whisper. She I was like, can sick. you stop? called you out. They I was like, can you sick. press a button? Okay, last question. Yes. Heaven exists. Okay. What would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You know, I don't know what I want him to say, but I know what I don't want him to say. Uh-oh. You're going to hell. Uh-oh. All right. So heaven exists, right? And I get to the pearly gates and it's like, you know, angels are singing. And it's the clouds and everything. And it's like, oh, yes, it's heaven. And then I see like Peter and uh, and God and Jesus like hanging over there by the gate. And they have this look on their face. And it's a look that I know very well mm-hmm. because they're about to say, I'm so glad you're here. Is there anything you can do about our slow computers? <laughs> <laughs> You gonna be like, damn it! <laughs> like, is there tech anything, support again? Anything you can <laughs> do? This time it's heavenly tech support. <laughs> that is hilarious. The angels gonna be all mad, slamming their computers. <laughs> like this, gosh darn it! That's that so is good. good. Thank you. To no, thank you. Well, we hope. Did you know all this about your brother? I did. <clears throat> oh, okay, all right. I don't right. even think he was listening. I want you all to know that I take a lot of pride in learning about people. That's good. And really trying to be connected to their wants and needs and what they like and they don't like. I actually believe that that one thing out of your mouth, I believe. Oh, wow. I'm not surprised because a lot of times he's drunk. <laughs> so <laughs> what we're going to do now. I hate you. Is we're going to let Marcellus. You're supposed to bring me in. <clears throat> no, we're going on a break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are. <laughs> See, he drunk. No, I'm not drunk. <laughs> this is the one. It's alcohol. Fine. All right, fine. You was right. <laughs> We're going on a break, everybody. Uh, just take a hear this word from our sponsors. That's right. Who am I? I am Rodney Whitaker. With Rodney's used cars. What? Used cars. Where? Inglewood. Why? Because we got the best deals and the best selection. We'll get you behind the wheel even if the court says no. That's right. 1991 Ford Taurus. 1987 Pontiac Firebird. 1976 Chevy Cummins. Come out and check our lot. Here's one of our best customers asking for yourself. Hey, how's it going? My name is Petunia. I got me a 1972 Peugeot, and I didn't know what to do with myself because I was so happy that I got a Peugeot. Now, the leather was a little worn, but guess what? I got from point A to point B. Thank you, Rodney. That's right. Rodney's used cars. Who, Rodney Whitaker? What used cars? Where, Inglewood? Why? Because we got the best deals and the best selection. Come on down. Why don't you hear from one of our other customers about the wonderful selection of cars we got? My name is Alfreda. I'm 79 and I smoke a lot of cigarettes. 
I wanted a car that already had a smell of cigarettes so I could be used to it. Riding it knew what to do. I tell you, it smelled like somebody smoked a pack a day up in there. Thank you, Rodney. That's right. Rodney's used cars. Who? Rodney Whitaker. What? Used cars. Where? In good wackers. We got the best deals and the best selection. Only here can you find cars that already got a smoking smell. Everything can be used as a discount if you come on down with your group, huh? You'll get 30% knocked off. We'll throw in some plastic up cups in there. <laughs> All right, that's right, Rodney Juice Car. Come on down and see us. And we are back here in the studio at my fave. Oh, yeah. I hope everybody's having a lovely night out there in New York City. It's nice. Like said, it's calm. Every time he come back from the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's not this one. He's in another show. Who I do too <laughs> many show? Po- are you? I doing? do too many you podcasts. New York City. I do too many podcasts. Can if you know I'm just out here working. <laughs> I'm booked. Anyway, Kenneth, I have a question for I you. I don't know what to say. Oh, you know, before I ask you that, here we remember. Go. Whenever we have a guest, we like to ask Kenneth about his movie. Then we ask our guests about their movie. Then when it's my turn, we ask about my TV show. Then we ask the guests about their TV show. Just so you know, so you're not surprised. You know, we got some, we have very vocal listeners. Sometimes they get mad and stuff. Listen, stuff he's listening and call you the way text you in a minute. to go, okay? I know you replayed a commercial. <laughs> yes, it's a commercial. We gonna re- Listen, let me tell you, and you know who you are. You go listen to a radio station, you're going to hear the same commercial. So y'all ain't not about to stress us out. Y'all ain't paying for this. We will sometimes recycle commercials. And you know who I'm talking to. All right. Here we go. So, Kenneth Brown of the Los Angeles Browns, the world and myself would like to know, what is your favorite comic book movie? Oh, my favorite comic book movie in the whole wide world. It was so easy when I think about this was Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Yes. Black Panther. <laughs> this is a good time for you to play the music, Marcellus. Play the mic. Play the Listen um, Black to me, Panther. okay? When I say this part, okay? I do it every... Do you listen to the episodes? I but do. But you have to do the Black Panther theme from the, uh, from the BET TV show. From the TV show? Yes. No. That one is so much better. I want to do... I want <laughs> you... No. Uh-uh. I want you to play the, the one Panther. from the Marvel movie, Marcellus. Okay. Um, anyway, this movie is I'm really excited because All these requests We went to a world of make-believe, y'all Oh, it was oof. This was an epic event And may I say Epic This Black History Month was lit Oh, it was lit-tified This year is one of my favorite highlights I will never forget about this year Will be Black Panther Oh, man That was such a big uh, deal This was something we were anticipating in 2017 it was like Merry Christmas and then Black Panther is going to be in February. When Black Panther friendly hit theaters, we went crazy over every red carpet event. Listen. You had Auntie Angela Bassett. We had the beautiful Angela Bassett with her beautiful chocolate She's Nubian skin. Everything. Ageless. She's Ageless. Ah. Because I really wanted her to play Storm since we talking about comic book movies. That would have yes. if she was Storm. And I was very upset that they gave us Halle Berry, and yeah. I know Halle Berry was a new hot thing in Hollywood, and I wanted her to get her coins. But it really should have went to Angela Bassett. She should have definitely. Oh, been she would have been a great Storm, you uh-huh. know. But we got she got to play the Queen Mother to Chala's mom, and I'm okay with this. I'm really okay. Uh oh, what happened? No, no. I looked at Uh-oh. you. What, Brandon? What is he happening? Got, y'all get ready. No, got I'm some sorry. Facts. No, 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 no facts. No facts. No facts. No facts. Yo, if y'all could have seen the look <laughs> producer Brandon had, it's as if I said the wrong name. No, 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 no. My mind connected some dots, and um, but it, it's not important right now. Carry oh. on. Right. Well, anyway, 
Black Panther is about T'Challa, who is the heir to the hidden but advanced kingdom of Wakanda. Wakanda. And uh, they got to step forward to kind of lead his people into a new future. And that's because his father had been assassinated and stuff. So he's kind of like coming into his own as the uh, head of the throne. And there's somebody who's challenging him for the throne. Oh, no. So he has to confront this challenger who also comes from his country and from his past. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like a synopsis like in like a short little one-minute bite. This movie was directed by Ryan Coogler. My God. An African-American director. He did Fruitvale Station and... Um, My cousin was in Fruitvale Station. Oh, yes. Okay, she what's your cousin's name? Her name... Her name is Christina Elmore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little drunk. Um, This is a character who was created by um, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. And you all need to understand that for us as African-Americans to see ourselves reflected back to us on the screen was phenomenal. It was amazing. And that's why there was so much hoopla because you had so much black excellence. Mm -hmm. Okay. This cast was uh, bar to none. We had Daniel Kaluuya who had just come off of the high, high, high get out, right? With Jordan Peele. Mm -hmm. We got Chadwick Boseman who didn't play everybody black in history. Every. Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> he didn't been James Brown, James Cleveland. <laughs> He didn't been Bishop T.D. Jakes. He didn't Shirley play. Caesar. He played Shirley Caesar. Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> he didn't play Little Richard. <laughs> he didn't play. <laughs> he played Shirley Chisholm. He didn't been every black person that we know. Every time you look up Chadwick Boseman, Jackie Robinson, Chadwick Boseman, James Brown, Chadwick Boseman, message from a king. And so again, brother, get your coins. I'm so proud of you. But you know, can you Babe Ruth? <laughs> no, Babe no, Ruth was white. Bluey, that's white. <laughs> Jackie Robinson. <laughs> oh, I'm so upset. So, Chadwick Boseman, thank you. He has come again to play another hero of ours, and we are so happy for. I know he getting checks though. Oh, he getting um, nah. We also had our beautiful, beautiful. <clears throat> Lupita Nyong'o. Mm -hmm. So Lupita Nyong'o, she's new to the scene too. <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o, y'all go back and play it if I win it, because I gotta say it quicker. I'm gonna say it wrong. <laughs> and then we had uh, Denai from The Walking Dead. I ain't gonna even say her last name. Guerrero, bro. She is amazing. Oh if my you God. like Michonne, she's so good in that movie. Y'all gotta like me. If y'all see. I loved her from Michonne, but I know she's oh, yeah. done um, Broadway a lot. See, oh, a lot of times everything. if you don't watch theater, but she was really, really known in the theater world. Uh -huh. Okay, guys, I'm about to throw some, uh, some drop some knowledge. Uh -oh, oh, here we go. Oh, All right. here we go. This isn't trivia trivia so much, and it's not a spoiler, but there's one scene in the movie where, because her character is bald, but there's one scene in the movie where she has to wear a wig as a part oh, of infiltrating yes. it. And when the infiltration goes wrong, she literally snatches that wig and throws it at the bad mm. guy before yeah. then beating him up with a spear mm -hmm. well you want to tell me why they created a Funko Pop toys one of them like little bob hip, bobblehead big head toys mm -hmm. of that wig character the up. wig is removable oh, <laughs> the wig is yes. removable so she can throw snatch it, it and throw it at somebody oh, she's God, a part of the Dora Milaje which is like the <laughs> king's royal bodyguard which is comprised of all women Yeah. so just to see her embracing her beautiful Africanness and her skin and she just like so good. Oh, and so her good. like women empowerment like I do love that the, the Dora Milaje and I always butcher the name um, are all women and so it's like not only do you get like that black empowerment but you also get that female empowerment like we yes, can be badass perfect. too it was yes. we don't have to be sexually 
badass, but we can just be badass. Yeah, right. it's Straight just up yeah. normal. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Obviously, Michael B. Jordan is in this because a lot of times when you're a director, you kind of start working with these actors, and so. Uh, Michael B. Jordan was in Fruitvale Station, so mm-hmm. Ryan Coogler kind of already he has pretty much this connection. Was in every Ryan Coogler movie, yeah, <laughs> you know. So that's cool. Again, brother, get your coins. Michael B. Jordan is out here doing his thing. Like I said, Queen Mother, Angela Bassett, Sterling K. Brown, who's Why another did you established go Jewish. Just then, St- what Angela Bassett, <laughs> Queen Mother, Queen, Queen Mother. <laughs> oh no, that's not Jewish. <clears throat> I feel like that's a New York drag queen. Queen Mother. It has to be Mother. Queen Mother. You put a V, mother. Mother? Yeah, there you go. But you still put a mother? That's <laughs> mother, queen mother? That's Jewish. That's no. straight up. No, no, Jewish would have been queen mother. That's, that's, that's straight Jewish. Up, that's straight up Brooklyn, though. All I'm hearing right now is uh, friggin' Amy Poehler and uh, what's her face? Well, how, would El- how would Ellen Bernstein say it? Queen mother. <laughs> <laughs> it was a play I did in 1989 on the back streets of Broadway. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> Forrest Whitaker is in this, and then a one lone Caucasian, Martin Freeman. Oh, good he job, did a good to job, you. good job to you. Can I say this? Someone was trying to be funny, and they asked him during an interview, "Well, how did it feel being the only Caucasian on a set full of predominantly African Americans?" And he was like, "That's I imagine how it feels to be black right. on the set of every other film." And, and every the other was just film. like. Ah. So again, there was so many layers to this, right? And mm-hmm. that is true. And I really didn't think about that until he brought it up. And I really love him for his brilliant response. Yeah. Because anytime I've been on set, I'm the only black person. Mm-hmm. Everybody is white. From the producers I mean, to the boom mic operator, the sound, craft service, everybody. And But that's just our experience. Mm-hmm. We always have to be able to code switch. We are just a minority after all. That, no, yeah. no, no. We're not a minority. That's no, I'm, a, and technically, a, not that, in real we're, life, we're, we're, we're not. But, well, on paper, anyway, we that's are. a whole other discussion. Okay. But yeah. the numbers have changed, whatever. The point is, is that we always have to be able to go into white spaces. Yeah. And so we always are the majority, the minority when we're in white spaces. Yeah. And so this movie changed all that because the majority was our black people. Uh, it's great. I, I just want y'all to know we got a screen favorite, uh, our Shuri. Played by Letitia Wright, she was amazing. She was, as, she was um, awesome. Black everybody was though. That's when you know everybody was good. And y'all need to know. Uh, and and, and uh, producer Brandon can back me up on this, but she is the most intelligent Marvel character inside the entire Marvel universe, MCU. isn't it? In a, the cinematic universe. Yeah. So, yes. Because um, it's like there's isn't there some like loophole to that? It's like she's the most. Well, intelligent. it's supposed to be Tony Stark. Be you know being this brilliant mind, right? And you mm-hmm. got uh uh from uh Doctor Reed from Fantastic Four. He's also up there, but Shuri is basically not to be messed with either. Her yeah. intellect yeah. is basically on par with these other men. So and dope. for her to be you know essentially let's just say somewhere between sixteen and eighteen years of age, mm-hmm. right? Compared to all the rest of these characters, not necessarily the actor who, who are in their forties, adults, yeah. yeah. And yeah. she's on par with them. She could hold her own intellectually with mm-hmm. the conversation or mm-hmm. physics or what have you. And if I'm not wrong, isn't the new um, Iron Man girl? I forgot her name. 
Oh, she's uh, supposed to be a hella Riri. smart. Yeah, Riri, Riri Williams, I think is her last name or mm-hmm. what have you. So there's a new character that was introduced to uh, and was set up to take over as Iron Man for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's insanely smart too. I think the Marvel comic universe has the uh, has it broken down differently in terms of who's mm-hmm. the smartest, but okay. definitely uh, mm-hmm. Shuri's up there. I was reading an article and they were they were arguing that she's smarter than them just because of where she is in her age. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, I would argue that she's smarter than them because of what she's accomplished at such a young age. Right. So for her to sit at the table and being 19, 20 mm-hmm. would make her the, sm- you know, and, and again, there's no right or wrong answer, you guys. It's just. No, there is a right and a wrong answer. And the right answer is that she's the smartest person in the MC universe. Like that's, it's considered canon. It's considered, you know, yes, she is in fact smarter than Tony Stark. Gosh, she yeah. is in fact smarter than Bruce Banner. She is in fact the smartest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Black Girl Magic! And our last but not least, M'Baku. M'Baku. Played by Winston. And he did such a good job. Oh, God. Oh, producer Brady, do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, M'Baku was an amazing character. From the comics, he's wearing like this gorilla thing and thank God to Marvel Universe and all the producers and I'm sure because you got a lot of people who are of color who are in this film, it would have been very offensive to have him wearing a monkey suit Mm -hmm. in 2017, 2018 because of the whole idea of how white people would say that black people are monkeys. Mm -hmm. So even though he's a part of that tribe, they took the optics out and they gave us like the cave with the monkey gorilla opening with the water coming out. So we saw the motif, but it was just so they brilliant. Did, it, it was, was a lot of good and choices. how they executed this, y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This film um, was released in February, okay? It cost him $200 million to make this movie. Wow. I always balk at that. $200 million. Um, $200 million. Yes! I said it like that on purpose because I want y'all to emphasize. I don't. If I've been Ryan Coogler, this is what I'd be thinking about. If I'm a director and your budget is $200 million, think about the stress. Okay, so we're all wanting to be creatives here and we want to do this thing in the industry. But imagine, you, especially you're going to film, when someone gives you, hey, here's $200 million, that's a lot writing on that. You know how happy I'd be? Because for me, being an aspiring filmmaker... The thing I always think about is not even just I don't have the money for that, but I'm more so thinking, how can I make this work because I don't have the money for it? Mm -hmm. If I get the funds for it, I'm like, we doing we written this camera. We doing this. We doing that. Almost. It's like I kind of know the the rest for me. It's going to be the same stress Mm -hmm. that I had without the money. Mm -hmm. But I know that the added part on top of it is because you have the money, Mm -hmm. people are going to be looking for it to be excellent. But if M. Night Shyamalan could do what he be doing. Mm. I ain't gonna be stressed. The truth is that, you know, usually the director and or producers will come to the studio and say, hey, this is how much it's going to cost to make this movie. We're going to pay this actor this amount. We're going to have to spend this much on special effects Mm -hmm. and this Mm -hmm. much. They've already done the budget and they've come up with a number. And then the studio will be like, no, we're not going to give you that much. Mm -hmm. We're going to give you this much. Mm -hmm. And now that's where the stress comes in when you're like, all right, this thing is going to cost me $300 million to make, but I only have $200 million. How can I do it with $200 million? It's very rare that it's the other way around. Like, all right, you know what? We're going to give you a blank check. Just make whatever you want. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, it's like they that's rare. Well, the idea that you have a $200 million price tag it's after it's all said and done and yeah. your name is riding on this, mm-hmm. there's stress. Absolutely. And so we can officially say that after the box office receipts have been counted. Count them receipts. Uh, 
U.S. $700 million. So what? Wow. Worldwide box office, $1.3 billion. Shut your mouth. And counting. Don't make no sense. So definitely it was a success. We do have a Black Panther 2. I'm sure it's coming down the pipeline. There's no sure. Yes, it is coming. And uh, it's, it's just... <sighs> It's just amazing. It was such an guys. amazing time, though. Uh, there was some little trivia. In response to being asked what it felt like being one of um, the, these, 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 this filming, Michael B. said, I kept to myself uh, when I was on set, and the reason is is because his character felt distant and in conflict with the other characters. Nice. So he wanted that to kind of translate to his on-screen character. So he was like, he didn't eat lunch with anybody. You know, he would say hi, whatever, but he wasn't hanging around on set while they were shooting other people's scenes and stuff like that. He literally just kind of stayed uh, to himself because he wanted that to be a part of it. Uh, Lupita and Winston Duke, okay, both students of Yale School of Drama at the same time. Say what? Which one is Winston Duke again? Mbaku. Okay. Oh. And so this is what I think is amazing. Lupita's class of 2012 and Winston was class of 2013. And in 2012, they both went to go see Avengers. And they said to each other, God, I hope we get a chance to star in a movie like this. <laughs> wow. I want y'all to think about this moment. Lupita Nyong'o and, and Winston Duke, both students of Yale Drama, go see Avengers together, and they both go, God, this is an amazing film, and I hope one day we get to be a part of this film. How about they actually almost made it came true? Uh, um, uh, uh, M'Baku's character certainly made it in the last Avengers right, movie. I, I don't think Lupita did, though. She, yeah, mm, uh, she wasn't mm-hmm, in it. Mm-hmm. I, I just, <clears throat> I, I think for me, that really resonated because it's like, knowing where you want to be and just kind of like seeing your dreams you know it's like we're in this we're going to school and not only that they had Angela Bassett who also went to Yale School of Drama so she was like I'm so excited to see these next group of actors who've just done something amazing you know and look at us we're all working and doing our thing so that has to be really awesome for you to be like oh my god it's Angela Bassett oh we went to the same school we went to the same school and then to look over at La Pizza probably at lunch and be like look girl we are on set of an amazing mc you know movie just like we said we wanted to be so i thought that was pretty cool and then my last fact is wakanda is based off of a real language it's the social language from south africa and it's the same language that is native to nelson mandela oh osa uh-huh yes oh. X. yes you know your stuff we, we if you guys know the actor who played t'challa uh the dad mr john kanai it he was the one who had them make it south african because he's south african oh nice and so he was like let's make it south african so that kind of came around in uh captain america civil war okay so because of that they knew this is where Wakanda's gonna go. So I think that's pretty cool as an actor. He pretty yeah. much said it's gonna be this way because this is where I'm from. And so they just took a cue from him. Can I tell you a little fact that's fun? Yes. Me and uh, Edward, Edward's brother Joe, uh, a lot of other people went to South Africa when we were uh, younger. I was about mm-hmm. 18. Mm-hmm. It was amazing, but I won't go too deep, but it was still very segregated. Whites were in one area. Coloreds, quote unquote, were in mm-hmm. another area. Mm-hmm. And then all the black folk was in another area mm-hmm. and all the white people pretty much spoke Afrikaans uh-huh. color people could speak both uh-huh. all the black people was mainly speaking the uh, Osa uh-huh. I'm saying that right it's like starts with an X uh-huh. yeah yeah you're right you're and right. then 
what I thought was so dope though mm-hmm. was I don't know about the white and color, but I know we went to a school with all the black people. Mm-hmm. We went into class and they were learning all three languages. Oh, I believe. They, I mean, there's one more language that they knew. And so those kids in this really poor school, mm-hmm. unfortunate, all this good stuff, but they are in there learning three languages and they're doing all the stuff and they're super smart. We're the it's only amazing. one. We're the only country where we don't learn more than one language. Ugh, don't get and it started on America. I know. We're so, oh God, you guys. <laughs> but don't you know, don't you get to take two years of a language elective when you uh, reach high school? Wouldn't it be the sorriest things right. people you have to talk about? Buenos dias. Como estas? La mesa. to biblioteca. They don't be pushing no Wild as day to cumple años. This is my little last fact I need to tell y'all. You all need to know that Wesley Snipes was approached to do Black Panther in the 90s by Marvel. Mm-hmm. Marvel came to him and was like, we want you to play Black Panther. And so he took the script to Columbia Studios. And um, due to the limitations and special effects and stuff, they mm-hmm. were like, because mm, basically he was going to be in a cat suit with like a leotard. Mm-hmm. And John Singleton was set to direct it. So John Singleton was going to direct it, but then there were some creative differences between them. So then uh, Snipes wanted the movie to kind of take place in Africa, where John Singleton wanted the movie to take place in the U.S. during the Civil Rights Movement. Mm. So I think this is, again, where it's so important because collaboration, collaboration, all filmmaking is is collaboration. Mm -hmm. And there has to be a constant conversation between all of the people to make sure that we're all on the same Same page. page, So John Singleton is like, I want this to take place during the Civil Rights Movement in the 1960s. Wesley Slate was like no I want this to take place in Africa so needless to say um, the movie didn't get made because they could never really agree on what the vision was going to be in the first place I think timing is important too when it comes yeah. to making these movies um, there was years and years of talk of a Spider-Man movie being made and it you know just took forever mm-hmm. to finally get off the ground until the special effects can meet it and I think the same could be said for this movie that if it had been rushed it would have missed this yeah. this renaissance so to speak of comic book movies you mentioned earlier that we're like now in the birth of it but it's it's not we had actually been getting quite a few comic book movies kind of leading up into this point but it wasn't really until iron man no that's not entirely true it wasn't until 2001 i think when comic books started to kind of hit like the yeah. public consciousness and be taken seriously wasn't daredevil mm-hmm. back then like that one daredevil with electra yeah there's we i think what happens that, is that nobody was taking this the, the the content serious yeah i think if you were too. a serious actor it was beneath you to do a comic book movie right and then people were feeling kind of like you know you people know. would be criticizing it in a way and like, yeah so it's like it's if you're fantastic. a serious actor even television at a time was like beneath you yeah if you're a serious actor you didn't do television right so i think now when they got these first group of really good actors to do it mm-hmm. and then more all dramatic. the other actors was like oh and how much was your check right right <laughs> see so i don't have to compromise the quality of my acting no it's still Be- drama. so you know so shame on those actors before who didn't think it was good and i'm so happy with the actors that really kind of said no this can be good you know any story can be elevated once you get right. the right yeah, people yeah you know again so. though i think i think it kind of comes back to time and it comes back to a producer who cares about the source material and wants to really give you as true a version of these characters as you can do right now mm-hmm. and then like you say combined with the caliber of uh of the, the actor and the director you look at iron man which really kind of 
catapulted comic book movies to the forefront of the limelight. You've got John Favreau, who had come off uh, quite a few directing assignments, and mm-hmm. so he's pretty established. You've got Robert Downey Jr., who's a name brand actor, and Jeff Bridges. These mm-hmm. are all name brand actors. And Jeff Bridges is Academy right. Award winning. Right, right. right. And Jeff even Gwyneth Bridges. Paltrow, who is, you know, she may not hold. I don't know where she stands in, she's in, the, in, the, pleth, in the A-list, yeah. right? But A-list. she's definitely a name. Yes. So you got and all you got these Scarlet. names that bring you into this movie. So the people who are who have no idea who Iron Man is are mm-hmm. coming for the names, and they took it serious. Can I tell you? <clears throat> back thinking back into undergrad, and um, I think it was like a media industries class. They were talking about in the past when movies were more of a spectacle, mm-hmm. and they said back in the day people really went to the movies because of the name that was on there. Mm-hmm. It was less of, oh, I really want to go see Dracula, but more of, I want to go see whoever is playing right. it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they said that, of course, has been washed away now because there's so many movies, there's so much stuff, people. But they said, uh, we were talking about how these movies mm-hmm. uh, have brought that back because a lot of people uh, went to see Marvel, not just because they were fans mm-hmm. or whatever, but, uh, I mean, Iron Man, because of a uh, Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah, this other stuff. Because like, of these people in it, you could be a superstar, but can you act? And I know plenty. And so be- these people are doing both, like a Julia Roberts, right? She's a superstar, it's a superstar, but she can also act. She can also act. So That's you're right. Thing. People are coming in because of that. And celebrity. it's coming back to when, because when I was a kid, and, and I know this act. is uh, a lot true for when you guys were kids too. Actors were superstars. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's not almost not as much. Because you have so many actors in so many different mm-hmm. realms, you can even mm-hmm. you could in a sense count the Instagram stars as actors, because then then you got like Beyonces and things like that who mm-hmm. kind of take that big mega star status. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're getting back to it when you think of these like uh, like a movie star, movie Tom superstars, Cruise. yeah, Whoopi Goldberg, yeah, these are movie stars, movie <laughs> stars. But Samuel L. Jackson is an actor like mm-hmm. is he a movie star maybe he might be kind of crossing over right but when you say tom cruise everybody in the world knows who tom cruise is. right when you right. say Whoopi goldberg everybody in the world knows who she is yeah. when you say julia roberts everybody knows who she is mm-hmm. and then when you say hey they're going to be in this movie about a comic book character a exactly character. exactly so again keep in mind that in oh god bill bill maher bill mm-hmm. maher i want to say bill maher but anyway bill maher who completely misses the point when he says that comic books are just for kids mm-hmm. it's not but i mean that's the that's the that's the more or less larger in interpretation of comic mm-hmm. books oh it's just kid stuff it's just kid stuff you right know? Mm-hmm. it's funny books it's for kids to read it's, it's kids entertainment or what have you so now you got these names though these these big stars who mm-hmm. are attached to this movie that's supposedly a comic you know comic book and shouldn't be that big mm-hmm. let me see what this is all about yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's amazing it is pretty much amazing you guys that's that's mine i i, that's I hope such a good choice um you guys understand it was amazing uh by the way wesley snipes did go on to make blade which is another marvel character yeah. and uh he did that in 98 and uh he was quoted as saying he loved this Black Panther. Yeah. He loved Chaswick Boseman's it interpretation good. of it a thousand percent. Yeah, so, Chaswick Boseman was good. He he really did like, you know, of course it was his baby in the beginning, but 
you know, didn't he didn't get a chance to make it. So he yeah, said, I'm know, really happy, though, how it was made. They always say, you know, they say it's only as good as your villain, only as good as your hero. Mm-hmm. But you got to like your protagonist. Yeah. For the movie mm-hmm. to really work. Yeah. And you cannot not like Chadwick Boseman, Chadwick Boseman in this. Oh, he was yeah. just so cool. Just so cool. He was so, so cool. Just effortlessly cool and, so and cool. regal at the same time. So when mm-hmm. he's introduced in Civil War, you know, we only know him as, you know, the son mm-hmm. of the king or what mm-hmm. have you. So he's, he's regal. You know, mm-hmm. there was this moment when he unmasked asks himself after a whole big you know action chase and like everybody kind of stops like oh sh- that's that's right that's king t'challa what, what, what's he, he even doing here? you know mm-hmm. and everyone just freezes yeah. so but yeah he's so cool so cool. he's so cool such a good choice um i have to ask um our guest here what you gonna ask him what's his fave comic book movie brandon what is your comic book movie okay all right guys so as we've already discussed there are a ton of these marvel movies i think there's over like 20 something of these marvel movies and they're all really good and i had to ask myself what's my favorite though and so then i had to roll back to before the pre-marvel days i'm like wait a minute are we talking about x-men we're talking about the spider-man sam raimi movies i don't know let's go even further back are we talking about superman like my all-time favorite just like oh my god every time i think about a superhero and i think about superman it's christopher reeve close and my fave comic book movie is batman returns Mm. oh i love that one so i had to think about this and um of course there's so many good choices uh you know the very first batman uh with michael keaton rather um being you know obviously the first of the batman movies but after that movie and its success after it set the tone of who batman is Mm -hmm. and what gotham city is and you know what the villain should be Mm -hmm. um tim burton comes back to the stage and the platform and decides Tim Burton made that? Tim Burton directed the first two Batman movies, yes. I did not I did not know that. All right. I so wasn't paying no attention. There's your first bat fact. Oh um, my God. Tim Burton, yes, yes. He um he directed the first Batman. And you can see Tim Burton all through that. Yeah, can, now that you say that, I definitely yeah, can. You can totally it's, see him. You know, Gotham City is like built for Tim Burton. That's yeah. like the perfect city, fictional city to bring to life. Like I couldn't see Tim Burton doing Wakanda because of no. the nature no. of the two different cities. Yeah. But as far as a city being its character, or rather a country in, mm-hmm. in case of Wakanda being a character, mm-hmm. Gotham is tailored towards Tim Burton. And yeah. he did a great job of creating this gothic and it looks like it could be in the 20s but also still be modern for its Mm -hmm, time and whatnot mm -hmm. so yeah so he cast michael keaton as batman who up until this point was considered to be a comedic actor so Mm -hmm. that was already raising heads Mm -hmm. and then he gets jack nicholson to be the joker and they put out this great and i do mean amazing movie and amazing performances so of course warner brothers is like hey can you do it again Here's more money. Mm-hmm. And so he does. He comes up with another story, and I forget whose the writer is, but directed by uh, Tim Burton, starring, of course, Michael Keaton again as Batman. Uh, this time, he is facing the villains The Penguin, yes. Danny DeVito, yes. and Catwoman, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, yeah. as well as oh uh, Max Schreck, Mr. Christopher Walken him- himself. Uh, yes. who was such a weird character but also so uh, malevolent is that mm-hmm. a good word for mm-hmm. Mani- not maniacal just he was evil he was yeah. a mean guy um, anyway I love this movie I love a lot of the uh, the character choices 
So it stars uh, this time around. We got Michael Keaton, of course, is back as Batman. Yeah. Um, we get Danny DeVito as the Penguin. That's uh-huh. who he's going up against this time, as well as Catwoman, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. And the very evil Max Shrek by own Christopher Walken. Um, oh, that was that was a horrible Christopher Walken. <laughs> I don't know what just happened there. I apologize. <laughs> anyway. Um, what makes me love this movie more so than any of the other comic book movies that came after it, and again, there's so many good ones. It's the the elevation, the rise in the care of comic movies just kept going higher and higher. Yes, yeah. Um, is the the character arcs of the of the main villains in mm-hmm. particular? Batman was more or less kind of established. He had his character arc mm-hmm. in his first movie, but this time they really put a lot of emphasis on the villains. And with Danny so DeVito good. in particular as the Penguin, he goes from this character who wants to like take over the city and just like wreak havoc because mm-hmm. he was dumped into the sewers and forgotten. And you know, there's a point where he goes, "I'm not a man." No, he, uh, there's there's a point where he's coming out of the sewer, and Max Shrek is the bad guy. Convinces Danny DeVito's Penguin to run for mayor because mm-hmm. he just needs somebody he can control mm-hmm. for making billionaire money type stuff. And he's like, "You should run for mayor." He's like, "What do you mean? I'm, I'm what, I, I live in the sewers. I eat raw fish." He's like, "No, man, you're you're the man." Mm-hmm. And so he starts to take this on. He's like, mm-hmm. "Yes, I'm a man. I'm mm-hmm. not an animal, and people I'm haven't seen as me classy. something less." Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So he completely reinvents himself. Until there's a turn in the movie where mm. literally everyone kind of starts laughing at him and mm-hmm. he gets like so just frustrated and heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And you can see the turn again where he literally says, I'm not a man, I'm an animal, cold blooded. Mm. And, you know, right. I, and, and then he goes on to do his villain stuff. So I love that arc and that turn for him. And then mm-hmm. Catwoman's the same. She started kind of like as this meek, mm-hmm. mild manner mouse of a character who's mm-hmm. literally pushed around and then pushed out of a window, mm-hmm. dies and is reborn as this cat woman. She's, mm-hmm. you know, brought back by cats. It's Tim Burton. It's never really explained how mm-hmm. she becomes a cat woman. Right. Other than the fact that a bunch of cats literally found her, bit her, and licked her, and then she woke up and was like, I'm a cat woman, so I'm gonna make a cat suit. And you know what? My 992... Mm, my 10-year-old self was like, I'm down for the cause. Oh, we didn't question it. We were <laughs> no okay question. with it. It didn't have to make sense. No. She was in a friggin' rubber leather suit with a whole bunch of stitches. And I'll be honest with you, did not like the design of the costume. It grew on me. It grew on me. And again, it made sense for the character. Mm-hmm. Here's a person who was broken mm-hmm. and literally stitched herself back together and mm-hmm. created this costume. And this becomes the Catwoman yeah. persona. Yeah. She like takes over her, she takes ownership of herself. And, you know, she's not she going to be bullied really anymore. A, yeah, exactly. That's she's it. She's like, I'm not going to be bullied anymore. That's it, exactly. You're not going to bully me I anymore. You're not going to push me around. It's like woman empowerment. And, it's it's the ultimate of woman empowerment and then of course because she's Catwoman and you know comic book lore is that she becomes a love interest for Batman but they just had to have a love interest in the movie anyway there's of course this story and there's a point when she finds out spoiler alert that Batman is Bruce Wayne and Batman figures out that Selina Kyle is also Catwoman and the Mm -hmm. way they figure it out and again you see this change in her face where she goes from just enjoying herself at Mm -hmm. this party to like oh no we were just fighting like 
literally mm-hmm. an hour ago on a rooftop and mm-hmm. she says it like do we have to start fighting now i mean like can we can we still be friends essentially mm-hmm. so i don't know it's something about these two character story that i find heartbreaking and i just love to see how you know the ups and downs that they go through and these choices that they make based off really mm-hmm. emotional decisions they're not intellectual choices at all and you know to both of their detriment where you know just it 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 ends badly. This movie is a classic. Anybody that's listening to this episode, Batman Returns is amazing. And again, because you have great actors, they are able to give these characters the depth that they already had in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the other thing you got to understand is that when we're watching these comic book movies, the characters in the comic book already have great stories, already yeah. have depth. They already have uh, substance. So you need a good Michelle Pfeiffer, you need a good Danny DeVito, you need a good Michael Keaton, you need a good director to bring these stories and these characters to life. And yeah. they did that. It is so Tim Burton, y'all. Like, if you watch Edward Scissorhands, you're gonna be like, oh, Nightmare Before Christmas, oh, I see Tim Burton. There are penguins with rockets on their backs. It's amazing. <laughs> penguins amazing. march on the city I remember. Amazing. with rockets on their backs. And the movie takes place during Christmas time, so I call it a Christmas movie. It's technically a Christmas movie. I, I call just, it a Christmas movie. I just remember so many uh, people being shaped like the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like church. that's something you see a lot right now. At yeah, church. At church. At church. They, they did a great people. job. That's the kind of stuff that makes you want to no, be an actor. Yeah, that, that was I yeah. see these people go, I want to be an and you know i watch that kind of uh, stuff and i think i remember thinking too uh like wow just think about how somebody makes that mm-hmm. yeah like how do you come up with all those the thing that gets me now even with filmmaking is i'm still working on getting that story right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you got these b stories and these c stories and mm-hmm. all these mm-hmm. other things it's like each character has a story they're going through right yeah and you right. you don't realize it and that's, I think, what makes a good movie is you mm-hmm. don't realize you're watching the growth of all these people. Right. It mm-hmm. just happens, and you're like, oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, how they start to intersect and intertwine with each other. Right. And it's not just, you know, it's not just because they literally cross the road, but somehow, you know, their stories literally, they, 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 they actually collide. intertwine. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 God, I love this movie. That's a really good movie. Good choice. Thank really you. good choice. Good choice. Good choice. I have a question for you, though. Yes. I have a question for you. If you could be in Gotham, how do you think they would integrate you into Gotham City? Uh, okay, so here's something that a lot of people don't, or I should say take for granted about Batman. Dude's super rich. He's also super intelligent, but he is not an agent alone. And there's been several side characters who have been introduced as shown as like helping Batman in various respects. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like I, Jesus, I would be his tech support. Oh, <laughs> oh, tech support. Oh. I mean, I would Batman love to be, be Robin. To me, you know, if I have my dream, and maybe I could move from being the guy who's like, you know what, I got this this handheld uh, batarang, it won't fly right. Can't you fix it? Oh, you just need okay. to reset it. And he's okay. like, oh, if you can do that in the field, I'm like, all right, perfect. I, I will gladly be your Robin. You Batman. know, I could, you know, all I could think of is a it's a it's a scene on, and it's like really deep, and Batman is like in the Batmobile, and all you see is like his face, mm-hmm, and he's talking mm-hmm. to Alfred, and Alfred can't fix something, and Batman's mm-hmm. like. Call Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, come Cut in. to me in the bed looking at the phone, talking about Batman. I'm like, mm, 
I don't Not know. Not tonight. Oh, <laughs> God. I don't feel like talking to Bruce Wayne again. It's just his modem is down. That's all he needs to turn it off and turn it on. This reminds me of that time Andy Dick, they did that spoof one of the oh, movie, MTV Movie Awards. Yes. And there's a chase scene where the Batmobile is chasing. Uh-huh. And so Andy Dick, um, a disgraced comedian at this point, and that's all I'm going to say. But in his back in his heyday, he was hilarious. And there's just this one spoof that they did. And what was he driving the police car? He's in a police car doing the chase. And there's certain lines that the actual characters say. (laughs) And there's one part in particular that I love where he's like, "He's flying on rooftops." And then the guy who says the line in the movie goes, "He's flying on rooftops." He's like, "I just said that, darn! I just said it, Dick. Why are you repeating after me? Oh God, who is it, Tank?" Tankman, that doesn't sound right. Is it, that the right name? Uh, yeah, yes. It's just, it's just a really funny spoof. If you go look at it, uh, I think it was the MTV Movie Awards. Yeah, it feels like he's improv that whole thing, and it was It was great. a loss. Of, well, we got to take a break. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, hear a word from our sponsors. My name is Patty Penelope, and I transform children into world-renowned dancers. That's what I'm known for. I have the best dance studio in California. Everybody wants to be there, so I'm giving you a personal invite. Bring your kids. I'm going to let them in. All I ask is that your payments go through. I even have a parent to tell you about it right now. Hi, I'm Marsha West. My daughter is Dubai West. All I can tell you is that she has made a complete 360. Her confidence used to be zero. Now she's a hero. She actually looks me and my husband in the eye when she talks to us. (laughs) Thanks, Patty. That's right. Little Dubai was pigeon-toed, and I fixed it for her. I want everyone to know that this is the best dance studio in California. And listen, I want you to know now, I love you guys, but I have no time for your kids. Hey, you guys shut up, okay? You're not going to get the trophies dancing like that. I have no time for your kids' bullshit. I want them to be amazing. Here's one more parent to tell you about it. Dina Lee Covington here, and uh, my baby's Ambrosia Covington. Listen, I am a little worried because my baby's hair's falling out. I think it's due to the stress. However, my baby has juvenile diabetes, and doctor says I should keep her in some type of physical activity. So we're going to keep her here at the... Ep- oh, God, she's approaching me with a stick. Do you guys think you're going to beat Blessed Move Studio dancing like that? <laughs> Shit! Listen, just because I hit your children does not mean I don't love them. Anyway, I always make sure to treat your kids with respect because I respect them. All I want you to know is we're in Burbank, 425 North Burbank Ave. I need you guys there. Will I see you? I hope so. Come on down. (laughs) Shut up and dance! All right, we're back, everybody. (laughs) <laughs> what was that face, Kenneth? I feel like you just checked something on your phone yeah. and was like, oh, shoot, I probably should have looked at that. Sometimes I really wonder about mm-hmm. Kenneth. No, that face was, okay, we back, but I was thinking about fried chicken simultaneously. Oh. You know, Kenneth, what I think, in your, I really think, like, in your brain, mm-hmm. it's really voices. <laughs> there are voices in my <laughs> I head. I really think there's voices. There are voices like, in my head. Dictating everything that you do. And a lot of times when people see the movie Inside Out, I was going to sue them because that's about my life. Inside Out? Or mm-hmm. is, or uh, Switch? What's it called? No, Inside Switch? Out. Uh, what's that movie? No, M. it's Night Sham- Inside Sham- Sham- Out. Sham- oh, Sham- Switch. Switch? Is it Switch? Inside Out. It's not Switch. I, I, I don't know. We don't split. know what you're talking about. That's you, Split. I feel like the voices in your head are more split than Inside more split, Out. More Split. These aren't just your emotions. I've seen Patricia come out a lot of times with you. Listen, everybody. They want to make me out to be a monster. I'm not a monster. I never <laughs> said you was a monster. We just said you got split 
is a monster in the movie. No, no, no. It's that's just, is the he beast. not the beast? It's just one well, of his personalities. That's beast. one of the personalities. And now the beast is coming out. There it is. See what I'm saying? Look, there it look is. at you. See what I'm saying? Look at you. This is what happens because I'm in a den of alcoholics. Okay. <laughs> Listen, and beast. attacking me. <laughs> and I'm it's just trying to defend myself. Back. Right. It's a target on my back. It's always a target on my back. Always under attack. Marcellus, this is the time in the show where you get to tell us what is your favorite. Hold on. Let me take a sip. Yeah. And what is all at the bottom of your glass? That's the pineapple stuff. I hope so. Because that looked disgusting. That looked like someone after I swept and put that in a dustpan. And I just poured that in the water. You know what? Okay. Because I didn't get this from a pineapple juice can. You know what I did? I poured out the juice from my pineapples because I get the one with the 100% juice. Okay. And poured the juice. Oh, I, you know what? It's more authentic. I don't have no words for so this, So there's man. little pineapple pieces. I don't even like pineapple enough to mm, know that mm, you did mm. that. Like, that's disgusting. I love... Listen, mm. if you didn't notice about me, I love stuff in, like, my drink. That sounds disgusting, too. Wait, what I do you mean it. you love stuff in your drink? Like, I will go for the drinks with boba or with lychee jelly. Or so you like pulp in your orange pulp. juice? Oh, God, yes. Oh, my okay. God, that's disgusting. I love All it. Right. That's me. That's okay. fine. Well, Marcellus, what is your fave comic book TV show. Oh my God! There are plenty. Oof, there, there are, are plenty. Listen, listen, I, I had a little moment because I was like, oh, I don't, I'm a, there are a lot. But I have to always think to myself, Marcellus, your face. Yeah, that's how I started thing. to think, and I went back and I had a little moment like that mm-hmm. meme where that lady looking around and all the math problems is going. Mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> and you know what I had to pick? What? That was a moment that just sitting in front of the TV with the music, I got so excited in my life. Okay, so I'm sorry, because you haven't even said the name of the show. Say the name of the show, and then I want to give my little fact. It is... X-Men, the yes! animated series. Oh, okay. I love that show. So I spent entirely too much damn time on YouTube, but I was watching a video talking about the making of that theme song. Mm-hmm. And at the very crescendo of the song, the part you're talking about, dun, 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 where it meets, mm-hmm. there's the bell. That's what I did. That, that, right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the producer's like, you know what? We don't think that there should be a bell in there. Uh-uh, I wouldn't want to fault them. And the guy was like, I don't know. I'm just saying, you may not be thinking it, but trust me when I say it kind of needs that bell. So it I think needs they the took bell. it out and they played it again and like, yeah, it's not quite, doesn't have the same punch. It's like, put mm-hmm. the bell back in. Da-dum, bing. It's like, I'm going to find that theme song. The I'm bell. finding all the theme songs for the stuff Oh, you going to put the theme song in, but you're I, not going to put in my camera clips? Uh, America, I just want you to know that somebody that's in this podcast with me never listens to the podcast because they, they don't realize. listen to the podcast. They don't realize that I put the theme song to the do shows I realize, and about. I tell you, I said, Marcella, this was But really I'm not good. putting the clicks. Oh, <laughs> the real beast came out today because <laughs> I listened to this, and now I always split. compliment Marcella, and I said, you know, you do a really good job producing this podcast, and I love how you do your sounds. I will but say. But I can't ask for the clicks and I he don't ever give say, me the clicks I was in the group text that came through this morning mm-hmm. that said this week's episode yeah. huh, was the sh- was and that text came from me oh yeah sorry and it came from Kenneth to the TV guy right I got a question though whose turn is it Oh, all right. Damn. so on X-Men sure. it was so good because guess what it was October 31st now learning to take control of his life October 31st, 1992. Yes, it was. To September 30th, 97. What? 
Yeah, and then it went on hiatus. I learned this from uh, Professor Brandon. I learned this from producer Brandon that it came back in two thousand, but it, you know it didn't do too good when Mm-mm. it came back. Anyway, that's when I was two years old to seven years old, and if I'm not mistaken, that was the same amount of time as uh, Martin was on air. I think ninety two to ninety seven. Right. Anyway. All I remember is I was a kid and I loved this show. I love the theme song, first of all. And the yeah. opening sequence, I remember distinctively is say the name of the people and then it gives their background in like one mm-hmm. little like scene. Mm-hmm. And you got Cyclops. There's a lot happening in that theme. Mm-hmm. Cyclops shoots the thing. You got Storm coming. And I, I know they made a meme about this, but I got mad when I saw the meme because I was like, I thought of that first. Mm-hmm. I always used to think that that theme song sound like Whitney Houston. Whenever oh yeah! You are oh yeah! Oh yeah! Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, I'm your baby tonight. I'm offended <laughs> by that. It is though. It's it very much a lot. Just the first part though. The first, the first melody. Yeah, it is. Because she switches it up. Yeah. But anywho, all I can say is I loved that thing. So little background. Um, it actually was the second attempt at an X Men animated series. Fact fact Mm -hmm. the first one was called uh the pride of x-men right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and it was spelled mm -hmm. p-r-y-d-e because it was a little take on kitty pride Mm -hmm, as you know mm -hmm. she the one that be walking and running through the walls and stuff Mm -hmm. wasn't she dating iceman or who was she dating in the movie in the movie she was dating iceman that is not canonically correct but wasn't she in 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 the because they had a second one after this series that actually came out and it was evolution wasn't she dating somebody in evolution um, in X Men Evolution, she had a crush on Avalanche. Gotcha. Avalanche's character. Okay, so <clears throat> uh, X Men, uh, they had that first one, whatever. And as we know, we gotta take a moment for Stanley. Oh, oh God. <sighs> <sighs> you know, he Stanley go. He gave all of this to us. Oh my God! Oh, I just. Man. And he was, he is amazing. He is amazing. And I just remember these characters. And it's something about old shows that you have a memory of because it just, it's like deep in your brain. Yeah. I remember the first episode I was telling producer Brandon, it was about the Sentinels Mm -hmm. and how they were attacking. And I felt, it felt so real. Mm -hmm. Like it felt like, oh my God, X-Men people, they trying to kill you. I just remember thinking like that. And then you had Jubilee doing her look. I had a crush on Jubilee. She was doing all them fireworks. Jubilee would have been a hit in West Hollywood. She would have. She really would have. And for her fashion. Listen, (laughs) Jubilee, when I look at her, I said Jubilee. She had a bright yellow uh, raincoat, some blue gloves, mm -hmm. and pink sunglasses. Yeah, Jubilee was a hit in WeHo, I just want to say. And then you had all these people. You had Gambit, and I thought Gambit was everything, too. I was like, I don't know. Who I, who I really got a crush on, the Gambit or Jubilee? Um, X Men and how I learned about myself. How I learned about myself. It's Marcella's book. <laughs> but Gambit was like protecting her on that first episode. I remember it was a part they was all in the mall. The Sentinels came. There was so much in that show and i just really love the animation style too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was, was very gi joe time that, that i remember gi joe yes i remember gi joe to me it was very similar to a gi joe animation. and you had all these people but listen to me and i i mean this from the bottom of my bones storm did something to me as she always does 
that power that she had that mm-hmm. she, she it was, was fly in her up, voice everything mm-hmm. is who played her voice who played storm's voice you know what i can i got that up right because now let me go okay. look for that whoever played storm's voice need an academy award because let me tell you something it's funny because uh oh God. there's a there's a website i think it's black black nerd comedy black 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 nerd problems black mm-hmm. nerd comedy is a different guy black nerd problems they uh they will put up screenshots mm-hmm. and they'll caption the screenshots mm-hmm. and every time storm is throwing shade on gene Gray. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember this from the cartoon that's following, but it seemed like every time Jean Grey got ready to use her powers, it was always, I'm using my powers. Oh, oh. Yeah, she was always she was so she weak was so on that stressed. show. Uh. Now, compared to Storm, mm-hmm. on the other hand, it was like, and by the powers of the wind and the storm and the sea, storm was always- <laughs> I strike thee from the lightning. She storm. was always showing off. <laughs> Storm was What's like, I know who I am. And Storm could fight though. She yeah. was like, I know who I Storm am. Storm can like legit fight. I used to get in an argument with my Sunday school teacher. Storm, about Storm, and Jean Grey, who was more powerful. Right, Storm. Uh, well, now listen, Jean, Jean is a beast though. Now, Cartoon I love me Storm some Jean. or uh, comic right. book Storm? Because I'm just saying. Uh, oh, we were talking still, about comic book still Storm. Dope, though. Okay, I have Grey's a question though that I want time. you to clarify for yes, me. Yes, tell me about it. Because I think the world wants to know too, <laughs> or maybe they don't care. I care. But is Storm technically a witch? No. <laughs> no, that's really that was really a thing people were trying to figure out because she had got these powers oh, bestowed Lord. upon her more than a mutant ability. So, that's because oh, I'll let you. Thank you, producer Brandon. <laughs> I know answers. So here's the deal. I'm pretty sure what uh, what Kenneth was about to say <laughs> is that uh, the way Storm's character was introduced to the comic books, uh, she's African. She's mm-hmm. also African. Aurora. Uh, uh, is she Ghanaian? I forget. She anyway, had her a little flang flang with a uh, uh, Black Panther. We didn't don't she? talk about that because that was a thing that they was like, hey, here's two characters who are both from Africa. So of course oh, they knew each other thing. when they was kids. Oh. Anyway, um, so and yeah, I fell into since it. she was um. Uh, when her power started to develop and uh, she was like in a uh, part of the country that was like ruined, you know, not really technical or, you know, uh, techno- technologically advanced. You uh-huh. know, you're talking about people who are in the plains or whatnot. So mm. they worshipped her as a goddess. And um, so it was just mutant abilities. It's, yeah, it's all just her mutant abilities. But they abilities. thought she was a witch. Uh, what are they called? They, they, they worshipped her as a goddess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think because weather witch just sounds good, the double alliteration Got as you. like an insult Mm-hmm. You know, the bad guy mm-hmm. might throw that back at you. So from 92 to 93, uh, she was played by Ayanna Morris. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say Ayanna Vincent. <laughs> I say, fix my what life, Storm Ayana? was like, not on my watch. <laughs> not on my watch. You are gutter snake. <laughs> you gutter snake. Get up out of here. Let me put this lightning on you. <laughs> Effie. <laughs> oh, God. Magneto. Wait, right. I'm sorry. You're about to blow my mind. So you're telling me that's not the same storm throughout the entire series? From 93 to 97, it was Allison Seely Smith. I'm sorry. What's her name again? <laughs> Allison Seely Smith. See, let me First tell of you all, something. I love that she wanted all three of her names. She's <laughs> like, my name is Allison Seely Smith. Allison Seely Smith. Where's she from? Alabama? Probably. Listen. Know. Oh my God. My mind is Allison blown on that. Smith. So That's she had two voices. She had that power but here's the biggest voice. thing, and I'm 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 gonna bring this together. <laughs> we have Ron Wasserman to thank for that music, by the way. The composer. Thank you, Mr. Uh-huh. Wasserman. That you music like my high is classic music to me, and I think I'm about to make that a ringtone. Hey, wait a minute, so. Allison Seeley Smith. She's 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 a face, right? Oh, you know that face, don't we? Um, I know all the actors and actresses now. Or am I thinking of someone else who just looks kind of like her? Ken is like a savant when it comes to that. 
I'm gonna tell you right now. I she's she's not that person that you might be thinking of. There's another black woman who they kind of favor. Got you. Okay. Yeah. I saw her at a Walmart neighborhood market though. Um. Next, you know what? You will not disrespect Storm like that. You did not see Storm at the Walmart. You saw her at Whole Foods. <laughs> anyway, it had five seasons, <laughs> seventy-six episodes. It was, of course, followed by X Men Evolution. Mm-hmm. First episode was Night of the Sentinels. I will never forget it. Mm-hmm. But the coolest thing to me, though, mm-hmm. is the show dealt with a lot of important things at that time. Mm-hmm. A lot of social issues and mm-hmm. things like that, mm-hmm. and. I'm going to name a few. They dealt with divorce, Christianity, the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because, you know, Magneto dealt with the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was all I'm going to let you in. give you a list because then I got, I got facts for you. And then they dealt with uh, AIDS hysteria. Mm-hmm. They dealt with loneliness. Mm. It's just like, wow. You talking about these are kids cartoons? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. going to criticize this and say, but... It's, they make it for kids so kids can enjoy but kids is just getting the stimulation out the colors and the movements right and, oh my god that's why but I there's some the things in animation like because guess Joe. what you can do certain things with animation that you can't do and you can anybody who knows it's a got him spider it was coming down oh my god that spider's um, probably on his way home after a long day at work right you well, just didn't just, killed it he walked down the wrong street oh, so listen that's horrible. oh god what's your superpower death probably uh-uh <laughs> okay he just didn't touch me where he didn't smash the spider with his hands <laughs> the thing i'm saying is is if you are able to have a different uh vessel i guess i'd say to tell another story or to be mm-hmm. able to tell a different kind of story uh-huh. that changes things you can tell things that you wouldn't be able to tell otherwise yeah, yeah. and pretty much the last thing i really want to say about it is that i just remember this being phenomenal to me like oh my god it's such a big deal and i also remember loving the x-men as much as i would say and now i as much as I would say I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. the Avengers, mm-hmm. to me, I can't wait till X-Men can get on that level. Yeah, mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. to me, personally, mm-hmm. the X-Men just shits all over them, mainly because you have this group of people who are mutants and they come together to work together mm-hmm. in this team led by Professor X. To mm-hmm. It's just like this story that's so great. And then the way they relate it to these being regular people. One thing that I love that they did with Marvel and with DC is they kind of gave you more of these regular people. I think DC hasn't really done it yet, which is why they're probably not as successful. But Marvel has been connecting it to us because at the end of the day we're humans right. there's so and we many things better. you're saying right now that I just want to like tag in on but this show would be like three hours long if I did right it's like it's better now because now we can connect with them on a more human level knowing that of course superpowers ain't real we ain't got superpowers but mm-hmm. we can connect with these people to make us feel it more because the whole main thing you're doing when a movie is making people connect because you want to put yourself in the movie somehow this has always been the Marvel Universe where you know Superman is you know this super boy scout with all the powers in the world you know fights for truth justice in the american way mm-hmm. and batman's a billionaire who's got daddy issues or parent issues rather your marvel characters were real in the sense that peter parker 
could very well have lost his job for deciding to go ahead and save the city exactly. instead of showing up for work that day. Listen, Tony Stark was dealing with alcoholism and like forced to go to like rehab. Mm-hmm. Uh, the X-Men were literally an allegory for racism and civil rights mm-hmm. uh, in the 60s and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, their whole deal is is racism and, you know, all and 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 viruses and, and, and AIDS and whatnot. All these are stories that were plucked from out of yeah. the comic books proper and then kind of watered down just enough to make it kid friendly so that they can you know digest it within yeah. you know a short mm-hmm. here's another thing about x-men x-men was one of the first cartoons uh to tell serialized stories mm-hmm. where you needed to have watched the previous episode to understand mm-hmm. what's happening in the right. current episode yes. and get you ready for the next one right right um up until that point you know it was pretty much everything was self-contained mm-hmm. and so again taking this long form storytelling that came straight from the comic books and doing it in a Saturday morning cartoon right. was risky but it paid off it yeah. was brilliant and it yeah. worked great I, again I keep thinking the X-Men that cartoon reminds me so much of G.I. Joe yeah. which was every day there was a lesson I remember there being connections from one episode to the next the animation style is very similar there's this uh, grandiose idea of each G.I. Joe being its own character with their own power, so to speak, with their own identity. And then you come into the X-Men, everyone knew, you know, who Bazooka was, they knew who Baroness was, they knew who Destro was, they knew who Cobra Commander was. You come over here, I know who Beast is, I know who mm-hmm. Jean Grey is, I know who all of these characters Nightcrawler are. So to me, I always saw this correlation between these two. I remember seeing the show and thinking, oh, my God, this is my new G.I. Joe. Like, I love I can get behind all these characters. There's this continuation storyline. I love that show. I really did. The music. When you just said that you picked that, that was a good one. Martha Listen, let me just tell you my fun facts really fast. You had this show is regarded as one of the best animated series just ever. Nope. That's what it says on Mm-mm. the thing. And I reject that, second, and I'll tell you I'm why. sorry, carry on, superhero. Carry on. I said it wrong. Superhero or whatever. I still reject The second it, one, see. they say, is Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, another thing is there is an alternate Japanese version of the credits. Mm. The show actually used some uh, reused Star Trek sounds. Mm-hmm. Star Trek sounds. And one more was that this prompted the meme the uh when before memes really were there this was like a youtube type meme mm-hmm. it was i'm the juggernaut bitch <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh yes i know oh, exactly you can't touch me i'm the, the girl came up she's like no no he slapped her get out of here i'm the juggernaut that was hilarious <laughs> Uh, I will never forget the first time I saw that. I think I watched it like five times right there. Then I came home, showed it to Ken. It just, oh God. It probably got 30 million views at this point. It was oh, so good. God. I would pull it up right now and watch it. In fact, it I just watched really it not too long ago. I'm going to throw it in there. Here's the thing, the Professor me. Brandon. Producer. Sorry. Producer Brandon. We would like to know, what is your favorite animated television? I already know. And if he don't say this, I'm going to slap him. Well, it's funny that you mentioned this. Uh, did I say animated? I'm sorry. What is your face? Comic book television show. It's funny that you mentioned this, Marcellus, when you said that X-Men is considered to be the uh, the number one uh, superhero TV series. Mm. It's lies. Mm. It's lies. Everyone mm. knows that the true number one superhero series is Batman the Animated Series. Oh, See, that's why. Well, this, according to the list I was reading, they said lies. They said Batman the second. Lies. 
Lies. So good. Lies. Okay, so let me, I again, I had so many TV shows to think about if you consider all the CW shows, which honestly, meh. And um, again, some old classic ones, uh, Adam West, uh, Batman, uh, yes. there's old Flash TV series, yes. old Spider-Man TV series. <laughs> they threw a net. <laughs> it was literally <laughs> a net. That was so horrible. <laughs> Um, you have the Incredible Hulk. Uh, oh, that's a classic. Uh, and Wonder TV Woman. Series. Oh, I forgot about Wonder Woman. Classic. There are some superhero great shows. superhero TV I love shows. Wonder Woman and Hulk. But absolutely, hands down, my personal fave is Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a raging debate against the comic book nerds and who's the best Batman, who's your favorite Batman. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that we can all agree on mm-hmm. is that Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, all the rest of them do not hold a candle to Kevin Conroy as the voice of Batman. This series uh, was uh, released uh, December 23rd, 1993, so it came after X-Men, so I can understand why some people might want to give that some credit. Um, But Kevin Conroy as the voice of Batman, and let's talk about this kind of ageless timelessness of the series, because again, Gotham City as a character (coughs) is given this gothic neo-noir kind of look, like it could be somewhere between the 20s, 30s, or 40s, but they're also, there's computers all over the place, but then even the computers are kind of designed to kind of look like they might have been. It's a retro. It's a nod to like this retro New York. Yeah, it's this retro modern feel for Gotham City and the technology. Mm -hmm. And then you got Bruce uh, Kevin Conroy's Batman, who, um, in my opinion, one of the coolest things that he did as a character was that one, he didn't just make his voice like, hey, 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 Batman, you know, oh. just didn't add a gravel, but his voice actually changed mm-hmm. to a tenor that was uh, Batman, but his Bruce Wayne was a completely different voice. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, that's a thing that Bruce Wayne would have to do mm-hmm. is to separate himself from Batman that mm-hmm. much more. So that was just pure genius. And that was something that Kevin Conroy came up with on his own. It wasn't something, it wasn't a oh, direction. Oh, that's good. Um, uh, you've got a series of stories that was told over several years and the, the, the shape of the show changed a little bit over its popularity. But um, again, it kind of redefined actually a lot of the Batman villains and there were uh, stories that were adapted for the cartoon that became comic book canon uh-huh. uh, Mr. Freeze being one of them the way his character and his, his story as a villain is so tragic like he's probably one of my favorite Batman animated series villains because here's a guy who was in love with a girl and she's got this debilitating disease mm-hmm. and in an effort to try and preserve her so he can figure out how to fix a disease like that's pretty much all he was working on yeah. when his yeah. boss comes through and is like that's not what you supposed to be doing and like you know gangsters corruption they blow up the lab and the whole cryogenic accident turns him into Mr. Mr. Freeze Mm -hmm. so here's a guy who's not really trying to take over the world right but just just wants to save his wife yeah and that story was updated and then put into the comic book so it was Mm -hmm. developed for the cartoon completely unique to the cartoon but then now it becomes the de facto uh, origin story of Mr. Freeze for the comic books. It was so brilliant. You've got Harley Quinn, who's another character who was created for the TV series um, as the Joker's assistant. You know, mm-hmm. this kind of female, you know, character mm-hmm. who is, again, supposed to just be a one-off. Mm-hmm. But Arlene Sorkin, um, ooh, that's the right name. Yeah, Arlene Sorkin, beautiful, uh, hey, beautifully Mr. voiced, Mr. becomes <laughs> this character, and it takes a life of its own, and she starts showing up more and more and more, and again, introduced into the comic books. Now, Harley Quinn is probably the most female Wait, villain. Wait, so she came because of that? Harley Quinn was created for 
and designed by Bruce Tim and Paul Dini, who were like the producers and directors uh-huh. of the creators of the show. And because of the popularity of her cartoon character, she was introduced into oh, I thought the she comic came books. in the 60s. Nope. nope. Ollie Quinn is a completely unique and original character. And that's what this series did, though. It took some takes. Some of them were pulled from the comic books. Some of them were original, but it blended them all very well to create these very unique and interesting visions. The same way that Kevin Conroy is the definitive Batman. Mm-hmm. This Joker from the animated series is the definitive take on the Joker in mm-hmm. the sense that that laugh, that maniacal laugh. Oh. Who is voiced by? Come on, tell him. Let the him one know. and only Mark Hamill. Mark Ooh. Hamill, you may know, is our Luke Skywalker from Star Wars. Wow. He has a whole new life. He has as a, a voice whole actor. Other Wait life a Luke as a voice Skywalker? actor. The same Luke Skywalker, actor. a little young. Uh, I want to be. A, I want to be a Jedi like my father was before me. Yeah. Um, he was the original in in, in the animated series. He, he, Luke's Mark Hamill was the original Luke Skywalker in the movies. No, I know, but I'm saying he was the original Joker. He was the, the voice of the Joker in wow. the animated series, mm-hmm. and his maniacal laugh, <laughs> you know, that laugh becomes synonymous with the character. Oh, so sure. much so that now Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, uh, Jared Leto, ugh, oh, and now Joaquin him. Phoenix, none of them can really do the Joker like Mark Hamill does the mm-hmm. Joker. Mm-hmm. And that is, he's, he's just, mm-hmm. uh, Killer Croc, Baby Doll, this, the Riddler, you Cat know, Woman. Catwoman, uh, and Poison, uh, Poison Ivy, Ivy. Two-Face. Uh, Two-Face is so Kenan, good. This one is just for you, because Marcellus, do you remember a TV show called Night Court? Yes. Uh, remember the security guard, the bailiff, rather? Uh, <laughs> I forget his name. Bull. Bull, his name was Bull. Uh-huh. The actor, uh-huh. Bull, uh-huh. did the voice of Harvey Two-Face. Nice. Harvey Denton Two-Face. I, I just nice. discovered that recently. I had to nice. study Night Court in school. Night Court, amazing. But yeah, again, just, just again, such, such a classic storytelling and a great, um, a great dive into the mindset of Batman and Batman and Bruce Wayne. Batman's relationship with Dick Grayson, Robin, mm-hmm. and how that devolved. Um, meeting Batgirl, Batman's relationship with Jim Gordon, mm-hmm. how they are really friends uh, yeah. as far as this animated mm-hmm. series portrays they them. They both have respect for each other. Right, right. They're all going for the same goal, just from like different angles. Exactly. You know? So this is absolutely my fave comic book animated series. Y'all. That's amazing. If you haven't, go back and watch it. I remember it got really good ratings. It did. I mean, it was... Uh, it. It was so good that it spawned, you know, of course, getting Superman his own animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did, like, this this superhero block called the Superman-Batman Hour. Mm-hmm. That, of course, spawned the Justice League series, mm-hmm. which then spawned the Justice League Unlimited series, mm-hmm. which in and of itself also spawned the spinoff, mm-hmm. Batman Beyond, mm-hmm. which you'll know is also voiced, uh, Kevin Ron- Conroy voices an older Batman to um, Will Friedel. Will Friedel's mm-hmm. uh, Terry um, from Boy Meets World. From Boy Meets World, uh, which one on Boy Meets World? He was the he was, the, he was his older brother. He was Corey's older brother. Shh, that's he, not Sean, right? He that's, does uh, no. It, Corey, I know so, you talk about. Yeah, he played who? Joker? No, uh, no. He he does uh, Terry the uh, the new Batman, the young the Batman, in Batman in Beyond. In Batman yeah. Beyond. That was, show that that was the basically more, like, thinner black shows. man and he, mm-hmm. his ears up. went a little too high in yeah. my opinion mm-hmm. took place in the future which mm-hmm. again in and of itself considering that that was completely original I remember that a lot 
great concept, great arc. They managed to actually create a whole new set of rogues that didn't just like reference the older Batman, mm-hmm. and they were still just you know just as good. The Jokers were like a bike gang, <laughs> yeah. yeah, people who were dressed up and painted their face. I think what I love more than anything when we're talking about these comic book shows and these comic book movies is how they can take something that's very specific to the comic book, and it's like, all right, this doesn't necessarily translate well to screen, but let's take elements of it and let's put that in there. So mm-hmm. Mbaku can't obviously be man ape, a man black man in a white ape suit but what they can do is they can give him a tribal mask that's carved to look like the face of a gorilla mm-hmm. you know right. we can take uh, this Batman Beyond which is a completely original idea and characters and we can give the Jokers with the Z who are inspired by the maniacal the Joker mm-hmm. of the original series or what have you I love it I love it that's a great that example of collaboration so good it's um, really good y'all if you haven't watched any of these shows please we do this podcast because we love to talk about our favorite stuff but we also are hoping that you just in your own it. spare time that you guys will go back and watch some of these movies and, and a, some of these shows a lot of this stuff you definitely can go on YouTube and see there's a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff even though like, the true. little comments about theme songs and things a lot of this stuff is on Netflix I mean on uh, YouTube so YouTube Netflix Hulu all of them you can find a lot of this stuff you guys and uh, you'll be surprised at some of these great uh, movies and DVDs are also on sale. Uh, they'll have a lot of sales around Christmas time, so a lot of movies and TV shows. I don't know. Can people I, don't think about that, but they're on sale. I just want to say how much I love you and how much I respect you, but Batman the Animated Series was released on Blu-ray just recently as a box set, the entire series. So, you know, with Christmas coming around, just thought I'd put that out there. That uh, don't you already own that? Uh-oh. No, I do not own Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> We'll be back, you guys. We're going to take a break. Why don't you listen to a word from our sponsor? Hey, is life white? Is life bland? Well, you need Color Friends for Hire, where you can hire ethnic plus ones to attend various events. We're located in Silver Lake, and we got a new location in Walnut Creek. We got somebody right here that's a satisfied customer that's going to tell you all about it. Hi, my name is Megan Rosenberg, and I don't really have any black friends for that fact. I grew up in Sherman Oaks. But the thing is, I wanted to go to a Chris Brown concert, and I didn't want to go by myself, so I needed colored friends for hire. Faye came equipped with one of the most colored people I ever met. He picked me up in his Cadillac. We were able to go behind the scenes, meet Chris Brown. Everything was great, for sure. (laughs) If I were you, i definitely hire colored brands. It's the best. We got every variation of color that you would ever need. Do you need to prove to everyone that you got black friends? Well, listen, we do it all. We do baby showers, weddings, funerals, holidays, bar mitzvahs. You just need to go somewhere and walk around the park or something. Get you a black friend with Black Friends for Hire. Because we're here when you just need a little color in your life. And guess what? You can call us at 1-800-BLACK-FRIENDS. That's 1-800-BLACK-FRIENDS. Give us a call today. Hi. My God, Marcellus. What show are you on? Welcome back, Nebraska. Okay. I'm glad you get... Oh. Oh, Jesus. Would you like to let us know what podcast you're hosting? Nebraska Speaks. I'm just curious. What's the tagline of that? Nebraska Speaks, where... 
nothing really happens, but it happens on this radio show. <laughs> okay, that's a public access show. Uh, so Some sweaty balls. Right. It's a public access show. <laughs> <laughs> this brings us towards the end of our uh, podcast episode where we talk about oh, our no, must-watch list. But we really so enjoyed having you. There's so many Producer more. Brandon, thank you for being our special guest. It's always good when you have somebody that knows, that likes what they're talking about. He's passionate about this. About. I just want y'all to know he's very passionate uh, about this. You guys have no idea. Um, he the might. shimming and the shaking that I do. Why don't you just start your own podcast and talk about comics? You should. Um, because you know what, I can't afford to read them anymore. It's so sad. I love comic books, but they're so expensive. And you're talking about a weekly habit, where you know people are on drugs all the time. You can do comics. You got enough to go over the older ones, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I could probably do. There's that. so yeah. many comics out there. We support you. Yeah, go start your. Everybody, listen to uh, producer Brandon's new uh, podcast. Uh, called Why I Love Comics. Coming to uh, coming to your local mm-hmm. uh, podcast location. Yeah, possibly. You can have Michael maybe. Gutierrez on there. Probably you can have not. Michael Anastasia on there. Oh god, those guys are that, crazy. I love them. They would love love. I I could see you, the three of you all, doing a comic book podcast where the three of you guys would come together and talk about comics. I'm gonna have to see if I can come up with a unique angle and pitch it to him. And Michael Anastasia would be more than happy to do it. Yeah. He said he's always willing to do stuff. I can totally see the three of y'all Yeah, he's that. cool people. He's you cool people. I'm sorry, what? You a seer? Yes, I am. Nice. You want me to tell you what I see about you? Oh, as long as you let me tell you what I see about you after. You're not a seer, though. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, Shout out to Michael Anastasia, who was in a show with <laughs> Kenneth and who would purposely throw in comic book tidbits I think just for me because he knew I was in the audience. They were like, great. <laughs> Dick Grayson's got to fly. Oh, God. <laughs> He's on his own. He didn't want to leave. It's so oh. good. So good. All right. So um, let's start with uh, our guest. What is your uh, must-watched uh, film? You, this is something that you – Everyone who's listening, you've got to go back and watch this movie. Everyone who's listening, you have to go back and watch what I think is the superhero movie that started it all. There were some serials that came before it, but really, it is Richard Donner's Superman starring Christopher... Oh. I'm sorry, I hope I didn't take yours. Did you I? didn't. Good, nope. good, good, good. Nope. Uh, Richard Donner's Superman starring Christopher Reeve, Margot Kidder, and... Um, oh, God, why am I blank? Gene, Gene Hackman mm-hmm. as uh, the maniacal Lex Luthor. Um, it is probably the best Superman's, the best portrayal of Superman to in date. film to that I have seen yes. ever. And considering yeah. it's the first one and we've had so many to come after that, mm-hmm. no one else has really just got it yeah. like he did. Yeah, I think it's because Superman is so just, I guess fantastical is the best word to use, that it's hard to... to buckle him down and make him seem realistic I think people keep saying that but everyone is hung up on Superman how do I make Superman relatable you don't Superman Mm -hmm. is not supposed to be relatable he's supposed to be this Boy Scout character that we all look up to Mm -hmm. but what everyone is forgetting is that Superman is as much the mask for Clark Kent as Bruce Wayne is the mask for Batman Mm -hmm. Clark Kent is just a kid who grew up in Kansas who wants to do good Mm-hmm. And if you really just focus in on that, mm-hmm. you can really start to build story around Clark Kent, who is a kid who wants to do good. Nice. So everyone is hung up on Superman. Oh, Superman is boring. Oh, Superman has all powers. Oh, Superman. Yeah, he is the strongest person in the world, probably. But that's not going to stop him from, you know, like saving 
the people around him that he tree. cares about. Or yes, the cat in the tree. And I think that's, you oh. talk about, oh God, okay, I'm not going to do this, but I'm going to do this. Man of Steel versus Superman, where we're introduced to this alien character with godlike powers in Man of Steel, and we're supposed to immediately trust him because he says we can, versus Richard Small Donner's deal. Superman. No, <laughs> don't get me started on that either. But Richard Donner's <laughs> Superman, who showed up and not only immediately just started doing good, mm-hmm. which included literally taking a cat out of a tree, mm-hmm. among other things, but then like revealed himself to the public and did this expose and article with Lois like, look, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. I'm a friend. I'm just here to help. Flying out. Can you read my mind? Right. So, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Everyone's, this new Superman needed a publicist. He needed a publicist real yeah, bad. He needed one, a therapist is what he needed. Yeah, really because his, his dad <clears throat> jacked him up. Uh, pa Kent, that version of Pa Kent jacked him up. But realistically, that's that's what this Superman, the 1979, uh, 77, 1970, the Richard Donner Superman. 77. 77, thank mm-hmm. you. The 77 Superman really gets is that it's about a guy who just wants to do good. Perfect. Side note, my friends knew back in the day I had a Superman obsession. Mm-hmm. I just, that was my favorite superhero. He still is, mm-hmm. but I love Marvel too. But he was my favorite superhero, and I had a lot of Superman paraphernalia. Yeah. Just a lot. My whole room was filled. I feel you. I love Superman. I got Superman socks right now to this day. I do too. And I have a Superman cape. Yeah. Which I, I, I should have. be. I got a Superman baby to town. Okay, I'm not sure how I feel what? about that. Why do you have a super? Is that like the little one with the hood with that the you can't hood. fit on your head? I bought it on. Uh, what was it on? Okay, wait. You're I think a it was grown man, and you bought the Superman baby town. Yeah, I was like a teenager when I bought it. Okay, my must watch <laughs> is Supergirl the movie. Oh, yeah. came out in 1984, based off the success of the Superman series. They're like, let's introduce Supergirl. Um, it was a horrible, horrible film <laughs> in the box office. Oh, God. Uh, nobody went to see this film. <laughs> it was not that it good movie. It was not good at all. <laughs> so, uh, needless to say, they're all ready to do like a sequel and everything. They just knew this was going to be a hit, but it wasn't. It wasn't. But I still love it. I love Supergirl. I've always had a soft spot in my heart for the character. So, I was happy to see this person brought yeah. to life on the screen. I'm still waiting. I, if they brought Supergirl out today, they probably would mess it up. But it was really dope. I think she's awesome. Produced you mean Brandon. in the DCU or on the TV series that she has in that's the been DC running for three years? Movies. Gotcha. Uh, I don't like the TV. I started watching Supergirl, the TV show, the new one on CW. I don't like it. I feel like it's too campy. For for me, though, I love CW shows. I it's almost like I can't take them serious. I yeah. hate to say that, but that's how I feel sometimes. Like, you guys, though, Arrow this season. Oh <laughs> my god! I feel like CW is for like when you leave in high school and you got to watch a show when you come home. But I love it, though. Well, yes, that is the target audience. The target <laughs> yeah. audience is uh, clearly 16 to 24, which I guess so is dramatic. still not you. But yeah. yeah. Um, and you know what? I am down for it. I, I don't, love it, I though. I care less that I am not the target. I, I am, though, because I'm a fan. But still, mm, yeah. yeah, those shows are... Um, anyway, yeah. Supergirl has probably one of my favorite discovering the power slash flight sequences mm-hmm. I have ever seen in a film. I just they did a really good. This was the first uh, movie with a female lead as a superhero. So really? Wow. She paved the way for your Wonder Woman, which obviously we hey, love Helen Wonder Slater. Woman, but this was the first, uh, like, they always go, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. Actually, it wasn't. Supergirl was the first female lead. Mm-hmm. Y'all, movie. y'all remember on the Wonder Woman TV show when she was on the skateboard? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. 
<laughs> yes, I do. Christopher Reeve was supposed to show up in Supergirl. Really? Uh, his, he was gonna, uh, Superman was going to actually show up in Supergirl, but mm-hmm. he had scheduling conflicts with other movies. So they just couldn't uh, gotcha. couldn't get him down. And then she shows up later on in um, some more uh, uh, stuff. So let's see here. We have Helen Slater. Helen Slater uh, is the mother. She, she plays uh, Superman's biological mother in Smallville. Yep, sure and Kara uh, Danvers' adoptive mother in the new Supergirl movie, mm-hmm. uh, TV nice. show. Yes, so she has showed up in other Superman-related productions. Okay, okay. So she's still working. You know, when you're a part of the history, you know, as being they a love to bring you back. Yeah, they yeah. got to bring you in. They love to bring you back. Producer Brandon, so. I have a question. I will give you I'll an answer. Ask you because uh, do you really think well, this is for both of you anyway? Do you really think Supergirl? Is she stronger than Superman? Ooh. Because I've read some stuff that says, arguably, she technically is stronger than him. So, I don't know if this is still true, but at one point, Supergirl was not the cousin from Krypton, but this alien, and then she went away. And then after not being in the comic books for so many years, they reintroduced her character. And the way they told her story is that she was actually supposed to be, she was supposed to come to Earth the same time Superman did. And somehow her pot, as they say on the TV series, got knocked off course. So Superman comes and he becomes Superman. He's an adult. Let's just put him at like 28, 29 or what have you, right? Mm -hmm. Then Supergirl shows up and she's like, hey, I'm your cousin who's actually supposed to be older than you. But anyway, I'm your cousin. And Batman, being Batman and doesn't trust anyone, starts doing like all this genetic analysis on her. And he's like, well, due to the fact that she was in space for so long, getting this unfiltered solar radiation, let me just back it up for you a step. Kryptonians are actually solar batteries, and that's what gives Superman his power. The fact Mm -hmm. that he's under a yellow sun, our sun, which is a younger sun than a red sun that he can plant from his home planet. This is what gives him his powers. So since she has absorbed, let's just say, 30 years of unfiltered solar radiation, she is, in fact, faster and stronger than he is. I knew it. I knew it. Girl power, go ahead. <laughs> Girl magic. <laughs> Marcellus, what's your must-watch comic book TV show? My must-watch comic book TV show is Daredevil Ooh. on Netflix. Yes. Ooh. yes. That's a good one. Y'all have got to go watch it if you ain't never seen it. Now, it's interesting, though, because I feel like this. When I watched it, I kept thinking, why does he keep getting beat up so much? Uh-huh. That's what I kept thinking in my mind the whole time. But the second um, season I really liked. And even though he did, I still loved the show and I watched it and I loved him. I think he did great. Mm-hmm. He was uh, He's the first non-American actor to play Daredevil. Okay. Because he's not American, but I don't know what he is. He's British. British, okay. And, uh, yeah, so it's on Netflix. It has, what, three seasons? Yes. And it's a really good show. I love the side characters a lot. I love that, uh, you know her name, I'm sure, the uh, old Asian woman. Shorter. Oh, Madame, Madame, Madame Zhao. Madame, Madame Zhao, Madame I Gao. love her. She's so calm, and then she put that hand out and hit him, and he flew back. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, the show actually has a lot of direct uh, shots from the comics. Mm-hmm. Like there's little like steals from the comics mm-hmm. that the show has in their steals. Oh, that's nice. Um, 
for all the fanboys. And one thing that I already kind of figured, but it was good to see this in words. Daredevil and other defenders like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. Iron Fist are considered street level heroes, heroes mm-hmm. versus the Avengers who are like cosmic level, cosmic level heroes. Got you. you know, got you. Thank you, pro- mm-hmm. producer Brandon. Got you. <laughs> and then it came on Netflix uh, April tenth, twenty fifteen, and you know it's still popping. So you can watch all these episodes on Netflix. So you can binge watch, and it's definitely binge worthy so you guys have got to watch season three it is amazing grace it is yes wait daredevil season three yes yeah. okay. i can't believe you guys have watched season, it yet i started and then i never i like i gotta finish i gotta really watch i started season, season three. three i made it through season two and i was like oh god but i'll i'll go back you to didn't season like season three. two i didn't like season no. two either i thought season I two season two better season one i thought season two was a little muddling they were trying mm-hmm. to do too much between the punisher and the electro storylines that's probably why i liked it because i like the punisher it was i mean his his storyline was, I think, definitely stronger than her storyline. Yeah. But I just felt, in general, they yeah. were doing too much for too the much season. Once, yeah. And this season three just takes things back down to basics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Daredevil gets beat up a lot, but he also beats the crap out of yeah. a lot of people. I've understood now. Daredevil, it, it's, it's more real. It's, it's more realistic. Yeah, there's there's a scene in in season three. Like, there's always the hallway scene, right? Mm-hmm. There's a scene in season three where Daredevil has to fight his way out of a prison, and that's all I'm going to tell you. But what I like about it is, and I never really thought about this before, because you're growing up on action movies with friggin' uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. and they can run through an entire encampment of bad guys and barely break a sweat. Right. But if you're really in a fight and you see this in boxing, if the match goes anything longer than in five matches, these guys are like taking three swings and then leaning on each other because yeah. they're tired. Mm-hmm. And you see that in Daredevil and the way his stuff is choreographed. So I can right. appreciate that. That's dope. Brandon, what is uh, your fave comic book TV show? I am going to take um, it. Your must watch. I must watch. I'm going to take it back on you guys again. And I think to really appreciate Batman Returns, you need to see Batman with Adam West. Adam West. <laughs> you need to understand. Oh, Adam West. Oh, he took us back to the as 60s. a kid watching this stuff in syndication, <clears throat> and of course, I love Batman because Super Friends, Justice League comics, right? Right. And I'm watching this TV show, and it's like action packed, and they're like socking people, and it's like bam, biff, whipping. You know, it's just like yeah. next time on Bat. You know, it's like oh my god, this is amazing. And then I watched it again as an adult, and I was like, oh my god, this is amazingly bad. Uh huh. But it was on purpose. Right, right. They intentionally made this show as campy as it could be to get adults to watch it and kind of laugh like, <laughs> oh, Batman. But such big and over-the-top action that kids were like, oh, my God, Batman! <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And they got me. <laughs> For yeah. sure, they got me. You know, uh, I we were at the, Kenneth and I were at the um, Hollywood Museum uh, and they were doing a Batman 66 exhibit and they're like, Robin, you know, always had to have like this lesson either that he learned or mm-hmm. some truth that he dropped on right, his own or what right. have you. And just great, wholesome show. Uh, it's, you know, I, it nearly derailed the series, which is why if you think about Batman 66 to the very, very dark Batman 1989 with Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. 
such a different yeah. tone and different The TV movie. show itself is bright and colorful. Right, right. right. <laughs> so uh, Batman is comically known as, not comically, in the comic books or amongst fans is known as the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. but Adam West Batman is known as the Bright Knight. <laughs> it's, it's an affectionate title given to him. God rest, oh my God, all the greats are gone. Adam West, Stan Lee, yeah. Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our heroes. You young y'all. kids, you guys have no idea what it's like until you see Superman not be super and it's. You know it's your ringtone when you call me? Mm-hmm. It's. But it's like a remix one. It's pretty dope. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we love you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in all the time. Y'all are amazing. As you well know, you can find us everywhere. That's iTunes. What? Whoa, whoa. Okay. My whole body. Because he's drunk. My whole body America, Marcellus is drunk. No, my body gave out. This is what I want y'all to know. Stop. with this. Every time. iTunes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Stitcher. He gonna edit this. Watch. (laughs) Yeah, that's the power of editing. iTunes. Don't edit. Stitcher. I'm gonna talk the whole time. Make your editing hard. (laughs) Google Play. Edit this. And SoundCloud, of course. And you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, all the good stuff because it's at My Faith Podcast. Where can they find you, Ken? Y'all can find me on Instagram at KenBrown79. I'm so excited. Kenneth Brown on Facebook. Thank you to our special guest, producer Brandon. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you Where can they find you? I am on Twitter primarily at BrandBrow, B R A N B R O W. But you might get a picture or two or a couple of videos on Instagram at K. Brow, B-R-N-K, B-R-O-W. Well, thank you so much for being our special guest. We're excited, y'all. Yeah. What episode is this, Marcellus? This is episode 15. 15 Holy times I've had to sit here smoky. with him. Okay, all right. I was ready to be happy <sighs> for you guys. No, you can be happy. You can be happy, but it's just like, you okay. know. Okay, you know what? No, See, I, literally, producer Brandon turned, is about to step on no, the mic right now. I turned my phone on just now because I was going to have you call me, but I decided not to because I'm only at 1%. <laughs> Ah, Lord, today I'm surrounded by this. Oh, God, you're surrounded by it. Mm, I have to mm, produce mm, this mm, show, record it anyway. But that's why it's great. You know, we got character, we got Ken. We ain't gonna gonna go there. Did you hear she cut her hair? I heard. Have you seen the pictures? I haven't seen it yet. What are you talking about? Who cut the hair? Ariana Grande. It's, po- it's pop culture. You wouldn't know nothing about it. I know. Uh-uh. Um, You're not going to do that to me. So I know pop culture. You can find she me at Marcellus underscore kid. Let's make that connection. Marcellus underscore kid. You can find me there. Pete and David. And you can have... Son, David. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> said Pete David. I'm going to say it like auntie. Pete David. <laughs> she, she stayed with Pete David? Aunties will make up a name for they you, though. Will. They will rename you. She stayed with Peter David? <laughs> like, no. What's me. his name, Paul? Paul, Paul Auntie Tina. Auntie Tina is Pete Davidson. Anyway, we want y'all to have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. Uh, please talk back to us and uh, submit and subscribe and do all of that, okay? Read some comic books. And go I'm to the comic book store. And, and just... go to a movie, y'all. Okay, or go to a movie. That's fine. And watch a TV show. Because that's what our podcast is about. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. See ya. Bye. Hasta la pasta. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs>